0: Blog Talk Radio. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: waiting for Artie to come on.
3: What's
2: going on? We'll give him a second here
1: to get things situated.
2: here selling dirt track report uh i've been under the weather today not feeling the greatest but we are here live um this is episode number nine and we have a great show for you this afternoon um we hope everybody made it all right with the storm um that was the big news last week we didn't have a show um hurricane ida come in as a cat four and uh, really did some damage out there so um We hope that everybody made it through the storm. Okay, I hope everybody can hear me loud and clear. Um, This is Talking Dirt, and we have, um, like I said, we're going to have a a great show lined up for y'all today, Um, running just a couple minutes behind, but we are live on Block Talk Radio, as well as um, all of our other, where you get your podcast at, Spotify, Spotify, um I don't have the list. Um my tablet went dead, so I had to charge it up. It's loading up now. So um but y'all tune in and uh and sit back and enjoy. If you're watching on Facebook Live, uh we'll be asking a series of questions all night long, um through um through Facebook so you can actually follow along and actually be interactive with the show. So if you're watching in on Facebook Live, stay tuned and y'all will be able to Listen to it through the live there. Um, we have a great show lined up. We've got Ron Southern coming on. Um, Kelsey Edwards, um, which we'll be talking a lot about her in, a, in just a little bit, um, but she, she is um, out of Colorado, and I met her parents at Hattiesburg Speedway. We made a connection, and we're going to talk a little dirt track racing from the Colorado, Kansas area. Um, tonight, so it's going to be interesting to hear um, some stories from that way. Uh, so y'all tune in, um, strap your seatbelts in, put your helmets on, put that steering wheel on, and we're going to get ready to talk some dirt here tonight. Um, we we try to have a great show every each and every week. Um, some nights it's hard to uh, just to get the people together, uh, and other nights it's 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 really good. So. Um, Y'all um, hang out with me here tonight for the next couple hours, and we got a, we got a great show lined up for y'all. Um, on top of that, I have a list i got to send to Chris real quick, um, but we are ready to rock and roll. Uh, I was going to talk a little bit about some different tracks um, here at the beginning of the intro, and I just got behind on time, so I'm just trying to get it all ready to go, good to go, and... Um, Today's been one of those days that just um, been in the bed most of the day, not feeling well. Um, so I got things hitting and everything. All right, so um, I tried to have no dead time here at the beginning, but I'm just rambling at this point. But we have a great show, like I said, lined up. We got Jay Dillon, Amanda McAplin, Jackson Jay Dillon from Greenville. Kerry Hutchins is going to bring you the South Alabama Report. Bridget Walters is going to be talking some Northwest Florida. we got T.J. Pratt on the show here tonight. Uh, he is a uh, factory stock driver um, down here in the South. we got Kevin Dixon um, talking about dosing. Um, Dave Chisholm going to come on with our North, Alabama, North Mississippi, North Alabama uh, Speed Report. And Eddie Ritchie is uh, going to be our 1st ever. um photographer coming on talking about um, what he does, and uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. I, I wanted to try to get this, you know, this when this podcast came about, we wanted to make sure we we included everyone um, involved in dirt track racing, so uh, we do have um, Eddie Ritchie on tonight. Uh, he is going to be talking about the photography side of dirt track racing and about that perfect picture that that you have to get each and every week when you go to the track. Um, And then we're going to end the show with Tammy Rast. that is Southern Raceways, uh, we'll be talking Southern Raceway in Milton, Florida, Um, but hopefully everyone is is good, and we are ready to start a great show here tonight. Um, If you didn't notice, uh, I know uh, the big news this week um, leading up to this was... um, um, Outlaw Speedway. Um, you know, Outlaw Speedway is, um, they announced that they will not be, that um, like this week right here will be the last week. So um, we'll talk to Ron about that. Uh, we are going to um, just have a good time here tonight. So. All right, so we got a couple things going on. Uh, I don't know if y'all can even see me on the on the feed here on live because it's telling me that I'm having problems, which is always like that. So um, internet connection is not the greatest. So, uh, but I'm rambling on too much. So here we go with our show. Um, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get um, Ron Southern on board here and see what he has to say about Hattiesburg Speedway. Um, we'll get him on here shortly, and we'll be ready to rock and roll here on on the dirt track report. Talking dirt. All right, Ron, how are you doing today?
4: Doing good, Artie. How are you doing? I'm uh, doing great.
2: Tell us what's going on with Hattiesburg and Outlaw Speedway.
4: All right. Uh, well, to start off, I pray that you start feeling better quicker. Uh, need to see you out at the tracks this weekend. Thank well, you. With that said, uh, as far as Hattiesburg, we're going to be racing this Friday night. That's tomorrow night. It'll be a regular show. We're going to be presenting our uh, 2021 Kids Champion Trophy, and we're going to be doing the Fox car races at intermission, it'll be the final one, and then the trophies will be given to the top three in each of those age groups, and then the uh, four-foot trophy will be given to the overall champion for the kids this tomorrow night. So we're excited about that and looking forward to getting a good count of kids to um, participate in that. And that's a call out to all the drivers, too, come on out to the front stretch, bring anything you want to give out to the kids as this is going to be their last run around the front stretch and uh, handouts and that kind of stuff. I also want to just uh, give a a prayer request out there to everybody, my prayer warriors. Uh, Everybody knows Aaron's Racing Diecast has been a big part of Hattiesburg Speedway and supporting the kids, Uh, and his wife has recently – She's come into a situation where she was burned pretty badly in the kitchen with uh, canning some salsa and stuff. And uh, she's got a lot of second and third degree burns uh, across her face and her upper body. And we just need to keep her lifted up in prayer. And I know Aaron's uh, continuing to uh, give updates. So please keep Aaron and his wife in your prayers for quick recovery and healing on that. And um just wanted to give that shout out to Aaron. He's done so much for the kids. At uh, Hattiesburg, and I wanted to recognize him for that. Um, with the show tomorrow night, it is a regular race night, so we're going to have our Pure Streets, Street Stocks, modified and Crate Lates. And uh, it's going to be a good night of racing. I know the points battles are going on right now, not only at the local level, but at the national level, especially in the Crate Late models. And last Friday night, we had the top four in the Crate Late Points, racing in Hattiesburg Speedway, and then it transitioned again over to Outlaw Speedway on Saturday night. So it was pretty exciting to see those top four. And uh, two drivers came down from Tennessee, got to meet them and talk with them, and they are first and third in the points. And then, of course, we got second and fourth as our local drivers, and that is uh, Shannon Lee and Jeremy Item. So Oakley Johns and, I believe, it was Tyler Dean was the other one from Tennessee. I can't quite remember the exact name of that gentleman. I apologize. But we were looking forward to it. Unfortunately, both the Tennessee drivers had issues for the feature at Hattiesburg, so we weren't able to see them run. But uh, they did get to run on Saturday night at Outlaw. Uh, With that said, we'll, we'll continue to keep you updated on what's going to happen with the Hattiesburg schedule. I know it's to be announced or to be determined at this time. And uh, without law going to finish their season with this Saturday night, I know there's a possibility that Hattiesburg will go to a Saturday night schedule because of the high school football that's always in, in full swing at this time of year. So that may be coming out soon. Just keep an eye on the Facebook page, Hattiesburg Speedway Racing. We'll keep you updated that way. Now, as far as Saturday night, Outlaw Speedway. Going to be an awesome night of uh, racing. It's for the Fallen 50, and that's a modified uh, feature. We already have 31 cars, I believe, committed, and uh, so we're definitely going to be running some B-Mains. If we continue to get cars uh, signed up and show up to the track, we may even be running some C-Mains to see who makes the, the feature. So that's exciting, $5,000 to the winner of the modified race. And uh, so there's going to be crate lakes, modified, pure and factory stocks, street stocks, and stingers. But the qualifying is going to happen immediately after National Anthem, and then we're going to get right into our heat races, and then in the intermission, and then to the features right after that. So Outlaw Speedway, if you haven't been there, now's the time to go. Final race of the 2021 season. And uh, it's going to be incredible. Uh, Zach has done a lot to get that track prepped. Uh, Donald Parker has done a lot to get Hattiesburg Speedway prepped. And drivers continue to uh, praise Donald in the track prep that's going on at Hattiesburg. I know we had uh, Joey Moxley out of uh, Alabama come race with us last week for that modified race. And uh, Jade Lusenberg was on a rail and nobody could touch him. Now, there was one restart when uh, Greg Hollingsworth got underneath him, but uh, that restart didn't count as there was a wreck on that particular lap, and we had to revert back to the previous lap's lineup, and that gave Jade the the lead back, and he didn't get caught sleeping again that second time. Uh, But uh, I know Joey Moxley was, was commenting about how good the track was and how how racy it was. We've seen three-wide racing, and you were there already. You, you can attest to that, too. It's awesome yep. to see three-wide racing at a little bull ring like, like Hattiesburg, and the drivers are loving it. Fans are loving it. And, uh, unfortunately, a lot of uh, mechanical issues knocked some of the cars out and whittled down the field. But, uh, nonetheless, it was exciting racing across all the classes. And then Saturday night at Outlaw with uh, – the Benny Spicer Memorial race. Uh, The Spicer family stepped up and did a lot of stuff to donate to the race to include champion belts, just like the WWF belts, for the winner of each crate race. There was a double crate late uh, features, and Shannon Lee swept them. So he has two belts to his name now uh, of the Benny Spicer Memorial and an exciting race in that second crate late feature. And uh, if you didn't get to stick around, and you know, it got kind of late. But uh, nonetheless, that crate late uh, feature, that second one, was an exciting one to watch. Um, we do everything we can. Now, I'm, I'm the announcer at both tracks. I'm also the chaplain. Uh, but I also talk on the race fevers to all the drivers. So that kind of takes away from um, keeping dead space on the microphone as I'm talking into the race receiver radio to try to get the drivers lined up. And one of the one of the biggest challenges we have is getting the restarts back in the line to get that green flag flying again. And we had some issues of that, um, but I think we got that worked out. I know some of the drivers after the races, we talked to them and some of their earbuds either fell out or batteries died. So I mean that's that's gonna happen, but we we just need to figure out how we can come to a mutual agreement on getting these restarts line back up and running quickly as possible for the fans that are in the stands. And, uh, that's something that I've been talking with, uh, several of the owners and trying to figure out what we can do. So, uh, this is a call out to all the drivers, help us help you and, uh, make sure you got fresh batteries, make sure you're on the right frequency and, uh, possibly tape that earbud into your ear so that there is no confusion when we try to get the tower to line you back up. Uh, with that said, Artie, um, if you if you are healed and ready to go, we're looking forward to seeing you at uh, Hattiesburg on Friday and uh, Outlaw on Saturday. Definitely,
2: I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm hoping uh, I'll go back to work tomorrow. So uh, I, I missed today, but uh, that high blood pressure is killing me, and uh, I'm, I, I got an appointment on Monday. So we we're gonna get there.
4: Yeah, he, Hey. When you see me at uh, Hattiesburg, if you can get there early enough or at, at Outlaw, talk to me because I had high blood pressure, and I've been able to get that under control using uh, over-the-counter stuff. So would be happy to talk to you about how I do. Sweet,
2: sweet. That sounds good. That sounds good. Thank you, Ron. All right, Ron, I, got, I have a couple people ask a couple questions on uh, on the live here. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, one, one says, uh, any news about Outlaw Speedway shutting down early?
4: That's a decision that was made by the track owner, Zach Rushing. Um, I, I can't speak to what his reasoning is, but I do know that he's got some plans to do some more stuff to the track uh, in the off season, and he's going to use this extra time uh, for shortening the season to get it, get that done. That's the only thing I can speak to for sure. Other than that, it's it's got to be coming from Zach.
2: All right, and I got another question. Um, um, how many more shows at Hattiesburg this season? I know you had touched on that. Uh, it's TBA. Um, so
4: that's pretty much
2: that's pretty much it. Huh? Yeah, I mean, the,
4: not... uh, the the biggest challenge we have is Friday night football and high schools up there. The they're dedicated fans and can't blame them. I mean, high school football is pretty cool, uh, and we're a Friday night track. And in the past, we've been able to go to Saturday nights in the September-October time frame. Uh, but with Outlaw running Saturday night, we didn't want to step on them. So we were going to probably shut down a little early. But now that uh, Saturday nights have opened up, uh, I'm still waiting to hear um, exactly how many more races. It's still up in the air, but we will be racing uh, tomorrow night and hopefully get a little more information to the uh, folks that show up tomorrow night over the loudspeakers as I'm able to talk to the owners at that time. Uh, I know next week we may be going to Saturday. It's hard to say, like I said, until I talk to the owners and get confirmation, I won't know anything for sure.
2: Correct. Yeah. Um, I know normally September, we usually race on Saturdays at Hattiesburg. So, um, that's uh, the that's been like that for a few years now and, like you said, high school football, um, it takes priority. Like a lot of people have a lot of kids, so um definitely yep. takes priority. Um, definitely exactly. takes priority uh, watching your son or, da- or, or daughter cheer or, or whatever the situation may be. So, um, But um, that's all the questions I have. That's everybody that asks questions uh, on, um, on the live here. So thank you so much, and um, we'll see you
4: Friday night. All right, thanks, Artie, and thanks to all the listening audience. And most of all, thanks to Chris Creighton and the uh, the show that he puts on that allows us to do the Southern Dirt Track Report podcast. Thank you so much. All
2: right, y'all, that is Ron Southern. That's Hattiesburg Speedway and um, Outlaw Speedway. If you've never been to either, or um you need to try to make it out. Um, uh, Hattiesburg Speedway. It's a great Friday night show. The track has been great. Um, also, over at Outlaw Speedway, it's been um, really, really, really good racing there. Um, this is going to be the last week there, um, so uh, definitely want to go check that out and and um, you know be there this weekend. to fall, um, fall for full, falling fifty modified race, five thousand to win. It's going to be the place to be. This weekend. All right, so um, our next guest, uh, we added a couple minutes for her to speak because uh, there's a lot we want to talk about. Um, It's Kelsey Edwards. She's 17 years old. Um, She raced quarter minutes since she was 10 years old, uh, raced sports compact for a year and a half. That's the front-wheel drive cars, and is now racing on on, for a second year. Uh, She's got three main event wins for this year. And she won this past weekend, Sunday night, and then she got third and Saturday night main in her division. Um, so we're gonna have we're gonna get Kelsey on uh, Kelsey Edwards. Um, she is from the Southern Colorado area. So this is kind of a way, way away from our, our listening area, but it's going to be interesting. She was born in Arkansas. Um, she's racing in Colorado and, and Kansas um, at the moment. So, um, Kelsey, how are you today?
5: I'm good. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm doing great, doing great. So um, kind of weird how, how, I, how I met um, to get you on the show here. Um, your mom and dad were down. <laughs> in South Mississippi at Hattiesburg Speedway a couple of weeks ago. And um, they were sitting right next to me. I started a conversation up. And next thing you know, we start talking um, dirt track racing and oh, my daughter races, uh, dwarf cars. And I was like, well, let's talk about getting her on the show. Uh, how are you um, this afternoon? And we are going to start the show by asking you a question that I ask all the female drivers. Uh, In a male-dominated sport, what does it mean to be a female in this sport?
5: You know, I think it's pretty special. Um, A lot of people think it's really challenging to be one of the only females in a male-dominant sport. I think it's pretty cool. These people are like my family, and we've made a lot of friends. And as challenging as it is, they give me a really good competition, and I'm thankful for every single one of them. Correct.
2: So let me ask you this. Let's let's go. Let's let's take it back to when you was a young, younger, um, 10 years old. You've been racing since you was 10 years old. Um, Let's talk about the quarter midgets. Tell us about your career in that division.
5: Yeah. So I started quarter midgets when I was 10 years old, and just like today, sponsors mean everything to me. If it wasn't for some local businesses near me, I wouldn't have ever started racing. Um, We didn't really think it would be something that my family could handle. My dad raced um, a long time ago, but, of course, he had a family, so that was – they kind of dialed down. And um, when I came along and we moved to Colorado, one of his customers actually um, was deep into quarter midgets, and uh, they owned a tire shop um, in our city, and they actually had me go out and do a try it before you buy it. We knew we couldn't really afford it at the moment. It wasn't – too serious. And that day as I was going around the track, the president of that organization went up to my dad and told him that he had a natural and he had to get his checkbook out. Um, Of course, we still weren't ready, but the owner of that business that brought us out there, um, a couple months later, he actually gave me my first race car um, for the season. He told me I could paint it, I could do whatever I want to it. Uh, want to i could race it until we could afford to get one and a couple months later we were um blessed enough to get our own race car and from there it took off and um with sponsors they helped us a lot through quarter midgets and from there we just kept taking steps forward
2: so 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 when you first got in the car in 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 the midget what was going through your mind that first race
5: there was a lot going through my head um It felt pretty natural to me, but it was definitely really exciting. It was something new, but it felt so natural, and that's what they told me was this was something that I looked like I should be doing, and from there I loved it. Every single start of the race is always exciting, just like the first.
2: Um, What about – so so you started in in, in midgets, and uh, how fast do these midgets go?
5: You know, for kids, they go pretty fast. Um, as I'm getting older and I watch them, it's like, wow, I was really not going that fast. But when you're young and you're in that car, you feel like you're going about 100 miles an hour down that
6: track. Yeah.
5: They only take about 20. It's a small track. I think they're around a, uh, 1 one twentieth of a mile. But, again, when you're in that little car and there's 10 other cars trying to get around you, you feel like you're going at the speed of light.
2: Correct, correct. All right, so uh, um did, uh how many wins you how many wins you got over the years in, in the midgets?
5: You know, I'm not sure. Um in the beginning we worked really hard um to get every little win we could and towards the end is when we started to pick up our wins. Um we never really counted but it was definitely whenever we did win it meant a lot to us and it was very special.
2: All right, so let's move. Let's move ahead a little bit. Um, you, you race the—they um, call them stingers here. Uh, I'm not sure what they call them there. The front-wheel drive cars. Um, we hear stingers. We hear tuners. We hear buzz. Uh, there's thousands of names for this class. Um, so you jump from a midget to a full-size car, um, front-wheel drive. Tell us about that movement from that car from the from the midgets to the racing the sports compact.
5: Yeah, so here we call them sport compacts. Um, mine was a 2001 Volkswagen Jetta, definitely beat up. It had seen better days. Um, we never really thought we were going to go to dirt. We thought asphalt was just going to be our thing, but um, after going out to the dirt tracks that were by the quarter midget tracks and talking to other people, and we wanted to at least try it out, and we thought this would be a really fun way to switch it up, and from there, i didn't think I could go back to asphalt. Dirt was so much fun. Um, that sport compact definitely taught me a lot, taught me how to drive a manual transmission. It gave me a little bit of a feel for dirt. Obviously, it's a lot different than the Dwarf, but going from asphalt in little cars to that Jetta on the dirt track was definitely a big jump, and I think that really helped introduce me to the dirt track. Yeah. So front
2: wheel drives they, they they run a little different. So let's let's talk about when you moved up to the DeWalt. Um, you're going from a front wheel drive car to uh, I'm I'm thinking that the DeWalt's or a rear wheel. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us that, that that transition there because you're going from you know you're going a little <laughs> bit faster now.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, that was definitely a big jump. Um, I didn't really think it would happen as soon as it did. Um, Seeing the Dwarfs out at the dirt track, I loved them. And I told my dad every race weekend, I was like, that's what I want to race. And every time he would follow up and tell me that we were never going to race Dwarfs, it was never going to happen. And then at the end of my sport compact season, we had a couple different Dwarf drivers come up, and they actually let me drive their cars. So I think I got to drive three total Dwarf cars, just a couple hot laps. And um, as soon as I got out of the car, you know, my dad, he was still like, oh, I don't know, Dwarfs. I'm not sure, and then a couple months later, we were on our way to the next town over, picking up our first Dwarf car, and that was definitely a big change. You know, you have to learn how to uh, drive completely different with it not being the front-wheel drive, and these are obviously a lot faster and more competitive.
2: Yeah, the speed, is just just the speed, a uh, big difference there between, uh, I would you ask. know, from a, from a front-wheel drive car to, to the next step up. Um how long do how long you plan on staying in the in, in Dwarf?
5: I really like Dwarfs, so I plan on staying, it for, staying in it for a couple more seasons. Um, we, of course, want to keep moving forward. I would like to try modified. My dad wants to get me into a couple of other things, like stock cars and stuff, so we're definitely going to keep trying stuff. But I think we're going to be in Dwarfs for a while. I really enjoy um, these cars, and, of course, the people, they make it Awesome.
2: Correct. I, I love I love watching. Um, uh, we we have a track down here. It's a, it's a, it's a asphalt track. They run legends. Uh, I know the legends and the dwarfs. They kind of look the same, but totally different kind of cars. Um, um, but I enjoy watching those little legends run. Uh, what motor do you have in the dwarfs?
5: I run a thousand cc Yamaha R1 engine. They're motorcycle engines. Um, that's pretty much the baseline for what we run. Some people run Kawasaki's, some people run Suzuki's, but right now I'm running the Yamaha's.
2: Awesome. And and let's talk about this past weekend. Uh, had a pretty good weekend. Um, Saturday oh, yeah. night, race. Um, um, where, where did you race that Saturday night?
5: Um, this Saturday night?
2: Yeah. This yeah, this Saturday. past Saturday
5: night. Oh. Um, That was in Garden City, Kansas at Airport Raceway. That is an absolutely amazing track. I've never um, raced that track before, so this weekend was my first time there, and I loved it.
2: So um, Saturday night, you get a uh, third-place finish. Yeah. Um, Pretty good run there. Tell us about about the race this past Saturday night.
5: Yeah, so Saturday night, we got there. We had um, 23 cars. Um, in our division. Um, there's two separate divisions, but 23 cars combined. Um, I was a little hesitant because um, if you've been following our KRE racing, we've been having some transmission issues. Normally I run second gear during the races, but unfortunately I don't have second gear, so I'm stuck in third gear. But after a little bit of um, setup changes, we think we got it pretty dialed in. And again, Um, Saturday night was a very tough race. Um, There were lots of really good battles in that race, and I ended up finishing seventh overall and third in my division. Me to the fast dash on Sunday because top ten from that main go to your own little fast dash. Um, On Sunday, I was leading that fast dash um, for about half of the race. Um, It was going really great and then we had a little bit of mechanical issues, and it sent me to the back, but that was perfectly okay because that put me in a good starting position for the main. So Sunday night we went out for the main. Um, Again, just trying to get a good feel for the car and the track because we were still new. I ended up finishing seventh again in overall and first in my division, which was really, really exciting. Um, A couple laps into that race, there was a little wreck in front of us, and I got tangled up in it. I hurt my hand, but the car was okay. So we we kept pushing through, and again, we were able to bring home an amazing finish. Yeah, um,
2: um, you get a you get a win there in Kansas um, Airport Raceway. Yeah. Um, sounds like a pretty cool name. Was it was it used to be an airport, or it was a um, or or it's next to an airport.
5: You know, I'm not completely sure, but it is next to an airport, so I'm guessing that that has something to do with it.
2: Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm going to look that track up, definitely, and we'll give them a, a little prop up on the page oh,
5: yeah. as well. Um, it's an a so, track. They... Go
4: ahead. <laughs> oh,
5: um, they're definitely really great people there, and that track is really fast. It was probably one of my favorites now.
2: All right, so let me ask you a question. Um, what's your what's your normal weekly track that you that you attend every week?
5: So my local track is Honor Speedway in Pueblo, Colorado, as well as El Paso County Raceway in Calhoun, Colorado. El Paso. Yes, El Paso go, County El Paso Raceway.
2: County. Okay. And I'm writing this down. I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> okay, oh, fine. All right. Um, so so
2: out of your whole career, what is your biggest win that you ever that you ever
5: got? Um, the one that meant the most to me and was probably the biggest was at the beginning of the season, um, in the dwarf car I actually completely won my first ever main event in dwarf cars. Um, I came around the track and I didn't really really realize I was in first until it happened and that night was really special. We had um, some family events going on at the track. My sister's gender reveal was there. So being able to bring that home that win home and just that was an amazing night.
2: Yeah, some, sometimes it's just meant to be, you know. Like you said you had a gender reveal oh, yeah. there. Um it was it was family all there. Everybody got to see you win. Um, yeah, that's a huge thing when you got people there that you love watching you yeah. race. And, um, yeah, that's that's an awesome, awesome deal there. Um, so what is one race that you would love to win?
5: I would love to win at a national, um, just any national. You know, every race that I get to go is already a win for me. So um, I don't know if there's a specific race that I would like to win, but I would definitely like to push to win for a national.
2: Definitely. All right, so how are you sitting in points right now on your local tracks?
5: Well, um, for my um, region, as I, as you would call it, um, we don't really pay attention to points. My team doesn't. Just because, you know, when you start paying attention to points, then you start messing up and stuff. I do know I'm in the top three. We have two points races left this season. So we're going to see how we finish out. But I'm hoping we get a really good finish. We have worked really hard this season. And we've had some really amazing racers competing with us and so we're going to keep watching it and when it's when it's final that's when we're going to get excited
2: awesome all right so um you got any sponsors you'd like to like to thank
5: i do my sponsors mean the absolute world to me radical ink and vinyl the Bukovic motors four rivers john deere boardman rv desert hawk dental Metal Mart, Midwest Steel, Pueblo Electric Company, and Woodland Park, Napa—they have all completely made racing amazing. I can't even begin to um, express how thankful I am for each and every little sponsor that I have.
2: Correct. It takes it takes a team to to, to get it done, and um, oh, without yeah. without the financial help, I know that um, that's pretty tough. Um, yeah. Any anything else you'd like to? like to
5: talk talk on um no i would just really like to see um of course being a female and younger in the racing community i always want to inspire other people to try it out and try new things um i think it's a sport for everybody and everybody can be competitive and it's one big community and i love it and I would also just like to say thank you to my family and my friends for all the support, especially my dad. He's helped me come so far since I was just 10 years old, and I can't wait for the years to come and all the racing memories to make.
2: Definitely. We're going to definitely have to um, try to get over to Colorado to, um, to watch a race or two. I <laughs> um, uh, definitely and like we'll to come to... <laughs> watch you on the track sometime. Um, it's been an honor to uh, have you on the show. Uh, thank you. Good luck for the rest of the season, and maybe during the off season, we'll get you to call in and we'll talk a little bit of how the end of the season went for you.
5: Of course, and my Facebook for the racing is K R E Racing. If anybody would like to follow that, we post pictures, updates, anything to do with our program. Um, it's definitely our biggest way to outreach. And
2: all right, tell me that one more time. What's the page? K R Racing. K R Racing. On Facebook. Yeah. All right. We'll definitely uh, we'll share that link. Um, and thank you so much for coming on tonight. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, good luck on the rest of the season. We'll get you on the off season to come on in and, and tell us how to end, how your how your season ended um, this season.
5: All right. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much for calling. Um, that is Kelsey Edwards. There. Um, she draws a dwarf in the Colorado. Kansas area. Um, She races at several different tracks. Uh, We'll be posting links on the Southern Dirt Track Report page here, and we will um, we'll get the word out on those tracks that she runs out, as well as her racing page. You can catch her at K R Racing on Facebook. Um, K R E Racing. K R E K R E Racing. Yes. All right, we got it. We got it. K R E Racing on, on uh, Facebook, and we will definitely um, share the link to her racing page and everyone like it up. Um, thank you once again, mm-hmm. Kel- uh, Kelsey, for coming on, and uh, good luck. Of course. Thank you. All right. We're moving right ahead here. We got um, Amanda McAplin Hey. Um, Jackson Motor Speedway. Let's talk a little bit about Jackson had a great show last week. Uh, got a big show coming up this week, KMSA in the house. Um, tell us how last week went, and we'll start off with last
7: week. Last week was great. We had a wonderful, wonderful show. Everything, everything just went real smooth, and very unusual for dirt track racing. So, um, but everything was great. And the let's see, uh, BJ Robinson did win the race. Uh, Michael Arnold broke an axle he started on the pole and he broke an axle in lap 3 and had to come off the track which that was a pretty big disappointment for our guys they all know that um, we are a big Michael Arnold supporter uh, and he we travel with him well, we're not racing we're racing with him so um, that was a big disappointment for us but B.J. Robinson did take the lead took the lead most of the night and actually um, went over Logan Martin and is now leading the comp champs points. So uh, that that did happen, and I don't know if y'all know this or not, but the uh, the All American will run will wind their season up with us. So that's going to be a hell of a heck of a race, sorry, um, because the uh, that will be the the end of their points. So all the, those big names, those guys that are trying to to uh, win those those points for that end of the season, they will have to be there. And um, so it's a, it's in a race right now because VJ and, and Logan are still battling it out. So we've still got a few more races before they before they before uh, we know what the final is on that. So that was this past weekend. Great night. We had a wonderful night. All racing was good. Um, factory Stock was a great race. We had a good field of cars there. And then we also had um, a really good field of Hot Shots. Uh, street Stock was down a little bit. That's to be expected after the... The Street stock Nationals for a few weeks, though, so that that's normal and um and then the crates and the six zero twos they came in and did really, really well also uh, so um
2: this past weekend the weather was nice I don't know it was how it was up there by y'all, but the weather was really um it was cool this past weekend honestly it, it was weird mm-hmm. um to have September with a nice cool, and this weekend's supposed to be just as cool. Um,
7: yes. Uh-huh. especially at
2: nighttime. Uh, it's beautiful to be yeah. on the track when it gets a little colder. Um, the weather was probably yeah. perfect by y'all. Um, it was so great. So really tell us about what's happening this weekend coming up.
7: We have got the Cajun Mini Stock Association coming in for a 1500 to win. This is not a normal series for even the state of Mississippi. I want to say this is the one and only show in Mississippi this year for the KMSA series, um, not only with us, but for the entire state. So um, they don't come here very often. They're a little four-cylinder, late-model-style car. Um, they, they're they really cool. They're really fun to watch. We have had a couple come in and try to fall in with the street stocks to kind of get some laps in um, to just to get ready for this race. I'm assuming 1500 is a good purse for them. They um, They're... They're real excited. I, I I stay in communication with Brandon Phillips, who is the director of that series, and and he and I we've become really good friends. Getting ready for this race, we are going to do something with 9/11, um, with this race because it is the 20 year anniversary of 9/11. I think a lot of us racetracks are doing that. I think the Reds are doing something. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody in the racing world is doing something for that. But we are going to fall in suit with that also. But um, but no, they're. They're real excited about coming. Um, I'm excited about them coming. Everybody's real, real excited. I hear everybody say, oh, we want mini stocks back. We want mini stocks back. Well, they're coming. They'll be here Saturday. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely.
2: I was at the last time they came, which has probably been five, six years ago, and um, they've mm-hmm. run like 25, 30 cars. So it's it's definitely going to be mm-hmm. a full field. Um, these guys race, uh, and, and to me they look like little late models. Um hmm they're pretty fast, and we used to run them down here at two tracks in Louisiana. But um, both tracks have since, um, well, one closed down, and the other one stopped stopped running them because there was less and less of them. But um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a class that I would like to see um, grow in the state. And um, these guys, are, they put on a show for for you, you each and every week. Um, they
7: so what are. else is going on this weekend? Um just we're going to do the kmsas along with our weekly racing classes the street stocks the hot shots the 602 604 and the uh all right what am i leaving out hot shots oh factory stocks oh my god <laughs> i'm i'm out with a bunch of friends tonight we do but i can't go out with them on saturday night friday and saturday nights because i'm getting ready for races so we we've, we've changed our social gatherings to thursday nights so we, that's what we do on thursday night but um <laughs> Anyway, so we uh that's that's the plan. We're just gonna do our weekly classes plus the KMSA and then we're gonna do something with nine eleven. I really we um we're gonna this is gonna be interesting. Uh, we're gonna probably pull Philip Hascock on this one because um, we're gonna try to get every car at the racetrack on the track at the same time with an American flag. How this is gonna turn out, I do not know. But it should be fun.
2: Definitely, definitely. Um, always a good time over there. And um I had a discussion with somebody this weekend, uh I forget who it was, but we was at um Outlaw Speedway and we started talking about burgers. <laughs> <laughs>
7: because
2: food, about always what, food always comes up comes up for some reason and uh we was talking about burgers over at Outlaw and everybody was saying how, what track had the best burgers and um uh, I definitely um has got some good burgers over there. Uh, well, thank so you. That,
7: that's always um interesting
2: Um, Thing that we
7: do, we always talk about the food. So, yeah, yeah, everybody likes our food. We pride, we have a lot of pride in our food because I don't know, a lot of people don't know this, but Raymond and I have a catering business also. So, um, it's and my catering crew that 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 travels with me and caters with me. That's my kitchen staff at the racetrack. So, um, so we try to keep our our standards up with our food, um, not only because we We want good food there, but we have a name to uphold with our catering business also and um so we do we don't we do not camp on our the cost of food we don't do anything like that everything's notch and, and um and what what you need in a in a good restaurant style venue definitely definitely yeah, it's good food all the
2: time and um I do appreciate everything jackson does uh I know y'all share our stuff and um uh, we, we love you guys, and we definitely come up and um, see you all
7: soon. Well, we appreciate it, and I look forward to everybody coming. I hope everybody's able to come out for the All-American. I think the All-Americans could be a really big deal this year. Uh, we're expecting it to be a really big deal this year, especially with it being the final race for the Comp Camp Series. And then also uh, we're going to add a lot of money to our, our weekly classes also. So it should be a lot of, of um, higher, lots higher purses than uh, the normal. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We tried to do, we did that a couple of years ago. I guess it was last year we did that, and it really it really did well. And um, everything turned out real good. So I think it will be a good turnout. We're excited about it. Awesome,
2: awesome. We can't wait to hear some results from next week, and we'll see mm-hmm. you on Thursday night. All right. Thanks,
8: Artie. Y'all have a good
2: day. All right, you too. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. That is Amanda McAvland. She is Jackson Motor Speedway, And um, we talked a little KMSA this weekend. Um, These guys always put on a good show. And um, I'll definitely go out and support. I I guarantee you they're going to be 20 plus, maybe 30. Um, These guys always bring in um, a good car count on the week that they come to Jackson. It's been, like you said, a couple years. She said a couple years, uh, three or four years uh, since they came. Uh, last time they came, they had 25. I remember I was there. And um, I'll go out support. It's 9-11 this Saturday. Um, it's, a, it's a touchy time for all of us. Um, and we'll get onto that on that speech here in a little while. But um, a good race of this weekend all the way around. They have big shows everywhere, um, from the Rev to Super B coming up in a couple weeks. Um, well, it's, it's just a good, good, good a race weekend coming up this weekend um, on the 9-11 weekend. So um, we got Jake Dillon on the line here. What's up, Artie? How you doing this evening? All right. How are you?
9: Man, we've been holding it down since I was. Uh, all was well down there in Louisiana, would you?
2: Yeah, you know, we had a couple trees down from the storm. Um, the main thing was no gas, no power, you know, the basics uh, of a hurricane. Uh, it, it was a pretty rough week and a half you down know. here, and uh, but we're we're slowly getting back to normal. Um, not everybody has power yet. Uh, I just got power just the other day, so um, blessed That's to right. have the power back, and um, blessed to be here live on our podcast. Amen to
9: here. that one. Amen to that one. I got that text last Thursday that you weren't going to be on the air, and I, and I sent her the text back. I said, well, I was a boss lady, I guarantee they ain't got power which you know uh, from me and you talking in the past, I am a lineman. I do work for B&B Electric out of – we used to be out of Brandon. Now we're out of Canton, Mississippi. And we've got about seven crews, eight crews down there in Louisiana. Right now still, guys been there and ain't been back home yet. Uh, You know, and and that's what we live for, though. We live for each storm. It ain't just one storm and the next. Each each time they talk about one coming in, hurricane, tornadoes, you name it, we're there. First responders to when like lights go out. But let's get on some Greenville Speedway stuff, man. It's been a been a wild week last week, man. We had a factory stock uh showdown, thousand dollar shootout. Uh Carl and Charity put on just, you know, and we knew we were gonna bring some cars in. We had twenty cars show up already. Uh, you know, anytime you, you throw some money out from factory stock guys, they come out to woodworks. Uh, would love to have had more cars, but I mean still twenty with a full field of cars. Uh, because of, you know, the street stock nationals were a couple of weeks ago and, and got some still recovering from that, the whole deal with that deal. So like I say, uh, a guy named by the name of Johnny panel, I don't know if you ever heard that name or not. Uh, he's big in the, the factory stock street stock world. He come down from Guntown, Mississippi, him and his car owner, Charles Moody. And he got hooked on the side to the car for a reason. All do you hear me? He, uh come down, uh, made the trip. He texted me Thursday and told me that he was going to come down didn't tell anybody that he was coming. And everybody asked me. I told him, you know, I don't know if he's going to show or not. And to make it interesting, well, he showed up and showed out. He The uh, Statement car put up $100 for our quick time, and he got that. Delta Fab, uh, a company here in, in Greenville, uh, put up $100 to each one of the heat race winners. Uh, and actually, Johnny won the first heat race a guy named Dakota Mahoney won the second one. And then the VP of Delta Fab, who is a driver, he can tell me the whole nine, his name is Justin Reynolds. He's the one that made that, that $100 piece happen, and he got a little bit of the money. You know what I mean? It 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 goes to show you if you work hard and you want something hard enough, he got something that he ended up putting in the race. Uh, we had uh the Parker Motorsports put up $100 for a leading of lap 11, and Johnny kind of led every lap already. And when I tell you that boy was was on the move, he was on the move. But uh, Downs' repair facility out of Leland, Mississippi, put up $100 for a hard charger. And none other than Downs' repair facility's son, Jay Downs, he went from the back to the front twice and was on six cylinders. Like I say, I give my shout-outs to MRE and Mr. Danny Mitchell down there at at Mitchell MRE Racing Engine because he builds a bad motor. Uh, Jay Jay was joking with me, he said, I'm on six-cylinders. He pulled a valve cover after the race and he was on six cylinders, already. Right? Have you ever seen a fact that I almost won a race on six cylinders? <laughs> I mean, son, he was on the <laughs> rail. I mean, yeah. I, I was I was on the edge of my seat. And I, you know, I thought it was just just a typical race. You've been around the racetrack a long time. I thought it was a typical race of just talking noise. And when he pulled that valve cover off and there was there was push rods through the rocker arms, I said, "Wow." Carl Kilgore looked at me. I looked at him. I said, "That's amazing." I've never seen a push rod go through the rock arm and the car still run. If he'd have been on all eight it'd have been it'd have been uh old school Tyson Holyfield fight or something like that, or a new school McGregor Mayfield uh Mayweather fight. It would've been it'd have been real interesting with him and Johnny Fanel and I look forward to a Gumbo National's coming up because Jay told me he'd got a few things him and Danny Mitchell are gonna do different. And uh like I said, it, it's gonna be real interesting The factory stock feature at Gumbo Nationals in a few weeks. Uh, we've got the last uh, weekly show Which is a family appreciation night Carl and Charity got together And they uh donated some money To put a, a uh, $500 Vapor track hot shot race on For this weekend And I'll tell you another one about that, that hot shot deal last weekend We got the uh, Jimbo Wrinkle's grandson and my nephew Are battling for points And uh had a bad wreck in the heat race And I'm talking about They're already in probably like six points away from each other and uh, they called me up in the booth and said, Dylan, can uh, we bought your car? I said, man, you can buy my car. They said, no, we got to put a number on it because uh, cause my nephew's car got totaled in the uh, uh, heat rest. Well, I let them put the number on it, and then, then they battled it out in the future. And it, it, it came out right now. There's still six points. I got six points on uh, Jonathan Bates. But this week coming up, we're going to do something special for 9-11. Uh, you've seen the, my little boy's late model. We're going to... Uh, take 13 cars and 13 flags and 13 soldiers that lost their life over there in Afghanistan a couple of weeks ago. And then, of course, we went to a firework trip in nine eleven, remembering that because there was a lot of lives lost on nine eleven twenty 20 years ago. I remember watching on TV when I was in junior high. I didn't tell you how old I am. Uh, it, was, it was a horrible accident, was it not, Artie? I mean, it was, that was
6: rough.
2: Yeah, um... um... I, I think everybody can remember exactly what they were doing at that time. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, it's just crazy how Tom stood still. And, and, you know, they say that Tom stood still that day. And it definitely did. Um, it, it's always played in my mind. Um, I watched a show last night on ABC. They had a great show last night on 9-11. And uh, it just brings back all those bad memories of that day. I was in high school. I think I was a freshman maybe. Um, but I remember exactly, you know, well I was when it happened. Uh, I know, I know exactly
9: what you mean. I, I was sitting in the Bible. I was in eighth grade, and I was in Bible class when they come in there and made the announcement. We all looked at each other, and I went, wait a minute. They took us out in the hall and prayed. And then, of course, the next period was history, so we got to watch it all on TV. I mean, it was just, it was unreal. It was like we were watching a movie. And I, really? I mean, I hate to relive that. And, and like I say, you know, my kids and all that will know what 9-11 is about. And then we, you tell them. You know, it their little mind, you just see that the, the wheel spinning. Because I mean it was a, it was a horrible day for America as a whole, as a country. Because I mean one day changed everything. And I mean and, yep. I, and you know and I know we can relate to that in our own personal family. One one phone call can change the whole world. But this week we're gonna uh, do our fan appreciation week as well. We're gonna have all the cars that's in the pit come to the front straight away. We're going to do autographs. I'm going to do a Jay Dillon foot race. Uh, it's going to be all about the fans this weekend. And Carl and Charity both know, along with our staff, they know that's, that's what Jay Dillon's there for. I'm there for the fans. I wouldn't own a race car or bring a race car to the track if I wasn't a fan. That's why we come to put on a show. Even though we're there to race, we're there to put on a show. Uh, and we're also, I mean, we'll have candy for the kids and stuff. Each race is going to bring... I told each one of my guys that come on my weekly shows to bring something, you know, goodies and stuff to the kids because we're going to let them all get on the track and, and meet and greet the drivers, something that you don't get to do on every Saturday night. Uh, I got off subject on my factory my stock race. You know, Artie, I had three local guys that, well, Johnny kind of won it, but second and third place went to two of my local guys. And You know, my my head was spun off my shoulders, honestly. I was with Chad Tice coming in second and uh Jay Downs down coming third and it, I mean it, it was crazy, like I told Carl I said, I'm glad to see our local guys get some of the money you know uh, and instead of folks from our town coming here and just take the whole thing away, like some big shows happen and uh it it was a good good turnout too. We had a bunch of fans in the stands last weekend we uh we had fifty cars total, which I mean it was about average for a weekly show, but you know Gumbo Nationals was coming up uh. September 30th, October 1st and 2nd. Uh, Greg Ford, he used to drive a super late model for a long, uh, many years. I remember watching him. He come out of the uh, my my best friend brother, all in one. He works for me and me as well. Peter Hazard, he's down in Louisiana with y'all, trying to get power back on. Well, Greg, uh, his father, Mr. Tommy Goodwin, brought the car out, and Greg Four come out of retirement and come out there and won. Hi. The heat and feature race, I was blown away. He said, "Son, I got two in me a year, and he had the two. So I mean, it, it was pretty wild. Which, of course, our crate, my crate car, coming in second. My brother Brent Dillon. Uh so I mean, and Christian Chambers coming in third. It was, it was, it was a nice, nice night for crate racing. We some of our locals had went out with them LMRA ser- series, Christian and them. But I mean, all in all, we had a good, good show last Saturday night for a weekly show. And I look forward to seeing all the fans. It's buy one get one free admission this weekend at Greenville Speedway. Uh, and you know I'm all pumped for Gumbo Nationals. I, I this that is our event. That's what we live for. That's our baby. It's 15 years strong coming in this year. 15 years anniversary. Uh, and like I say, and I and time flies so quick that I remember the first Gumbo Nationals. Here it is, the 15th. Uh, the guy that started that that whole event, Mr. West Washington, we keeping his family and thoughts and prayers. His son, which was one of my classmates, got some bad news, uh, last Monday and, you know, found out he had a hurt back and had cancer in his spine. So, I mean, you know, we, it, this one's going to be a little bit special, you know, because that was his baby and he, he passed on to us. And now Carl and charity and myself are, are upholding the jumbo national. Uh, anybody that has anything, uh, any questions, concerns, or you know, need some help on where they're gonna stay at? Just call us or get on our Facebook. Call Kilgore, Chandler, Kilgore, or Justin, Dillon, We will hook you up and get the place to stay. If you want to find out, your your are gonna run because we're gonna run supers. We're gonna run crate cards, We're gonna run street stocks, factory stocks, vapor check hot shots, amber add mods, and outlaws. And you know, me and you have had the conversation about them outlaw cars. I hope to see fifteen or twenty of them outlaw cars because you know that's a, that's a dying sport. I was like you were talking to KMSA. We used to run that class here at Greenville. And then, you know, everybody got out of the the mini stock game. They either went to factory stock or street stock. And I remember running one Gumbo Nationals already with a front-wheel drive in KMSA because we didn't have a front-wheel drive class then. So, I I run and ended up coming in 10th out of 24 cars with front-wheel drive in KMSA races to Gumbo Nationals. Gumbo Nationals was number 12. So. You know, it, it's that weekend is a full weekend. Just found out we're going to have a DJ Friday night, cornhole. Uh, you said you're going to come up and stay and uh, experience the whole Gumbo Nationals experience. The, the uh, DJ is free to the grandstands after the races. So when everybody come over to pit and, you know, have them set up on a trailer and playing live music, playing cornhole the whole night, it's going to be a party for sure. And the pit. High just a just gathering.
2: That definitely know, sounds fun. So, I, I, uh, thank
9: I you. look forward to you coming. Yeah, like thank you so
6: much,
9: uh, like Jay Zillin. I appreciate
2: well, you I calling in and showing here tonight. Right. And uh, we, we to appreciate everything you do. You. We'll,
9: we'll catch, you, catch you next Thursday night. God willing, the creek don't rise. Yep, yep.
2: <laughs> you have a great. You, right. you have, a right, great have a great night. All right, thank you all so right. much. No, that's Jay Dillon, The Jay Dillon show, right here on um, Good times there, and uh, we appreciate everything they do over at Greenville, and um, we 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 love having Greenville on board with our show here. Um, good times, good times. Um, we got Jared Hudson on the line, Jared.
10: What up, all my country folks? How y'all doing? Tell us about the show. So, yeah, we is, we is fitting the talks on dirt track racing in South Alabama. So let me, I'm pulling up Tri-County Speedway's Facebook page. So we got Tri-County Speedway racing this weekend. We have Deep South Speedway racing this weekend. And let's go into Tri-County Speedway's race for this weekend. So they've been off uh, the past few weeks because uh, Isaiah Day his grandmother passed away she uh, was one of the ones that run the ticket booth for the regular ticket sales uh, she passed away which is uh his mom is Marilyn i uh, pray for her too she's been sick so but pray for their family what they're going through and just know that uh, God can provide miracles and they are racing this weekend so uh, let's see we're shaking our right, reading the page this weekend will be Crate Racing USA 604 Late Models, 602 Sportsmen and Street Stocks, as well as Crew Stocks, Junior Slingshots, Stingers, and Bombers. Mods will have the weekend off due to the amount of big money mod races this weekend. Mod guys and gals, your wristbands from the July 30th race are still good. We plan to run your challenge race soon. So, this is a cool idea. Track County used to do this, and they're they're going to start to do it again. So they are, they had a race set up where they were combining IMCA mods with the UMP mods. And, of course, you know, usually a UMP will walk all over IMCA mod all day long unless you've got the right setup in your IMCA mod. So thanks to Larry Falk at Falkin Motorsports, he got this race set up at Tri-County Speedway because he's got a new IMCA mod that he's been racing at Northwest Florida Speedway, And by the way, he won last weekend at Northwest Florida Speedway when I was there. Really cool to see Larry Falk win. And so he got this race set up. So it's going to be cool to see the IMCA mods, which are coming back strong in the South Region. They, you know, 12 to 15 mods at, you know, Northwest Florida Speedway is pretty cool. Bigger than, way bigger than what it used to be. So if we could get a lot of those to show up and race the UMP mods like uh, Champion Greg Hopkins, some of these big-name guys at Tri-County Speedway. That will be an awesome race to see the IMCA versus UMP. And it's going to be an exciting weekend at Tri-County Speedway. They have the fireworks be on tap as they commemorate the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks on our nation. And let's see, uh, bonus, all first responders, firefighters, police officers, EMTs will receive free grandstand admission this weekend. How awesome is that? paying Paying it forward to the troops, the first responders, police officers, EMTs, firefighters. That's super cool in my book because those are people that I highly respect. Back the blue, back all those, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, please, and then yeah, please remember them in prayer. So that's gonna be awesome this weekend. So go support the Day family at The Swamp. And then moving all over to Deep South's Facebook page. So they have updated the results from the Shine Run series. Uh, Deep Southern Shine Run points. Uh, The factory stocks we have in that series. David Jones is leading. Dustin Ladner, David Jones has 106. Dustin Ladner has 96. Chad Robinson is third with 74 points. And look at there, Jeremy Eaton coming on up there. Jeremy Eaton is fourth with 70 points. And then we'll move over to the 604 Lake Models in the Southern Shine Run. Uh, Bo Slay is leading in the points with 118. Ryan Borredo from Louisiana at 106. Pretty cool. Check out Steven Jernigan. He's one of the local favorites. Steven Jernigan is third, and then Tim Anderson is fourth. And then move on over to the Pure Stock in the Shine Run. We have Brian Berger. Check out Brian Berger. Ooh, he's got a huge lead over Terry Mayhair. 162 points to Terry's 146. Tanner Palmer is third, 128, and Cody Wood is 114 and fourth. Cool as grits. Street stop, no surprise, Tommy Lowry. Is kicking butt and taking names like usual. Tommy Lowry's on fire. Uh, he's, he's so far ahead in the street stop and the shine run, you've you pretty much got to win the next every single race to catch him. He's got 198 points. Uh, second place is John Cody with 102. Wyatt Parker is third with 98, and then Chad Robinson is in fourth with 68. Congratulations, Tommy Lowry. He's unbeatable. See if, see if somebody can stop him. Let's see in the vintage class. Kyle Kickler or Kickler, however you want to say it. Uh, he's leading the vintage with 190. Tommy Gilmore is second, 156. Uh, Caden White is 152. JD Fuquay is 142. Pretty cool. And let's see, it's center class. Curtis Cotton is leading with 160 points. Alex Berry is second, 132. Brandon Sider is third, 126. And Tihan Galkowski, I think that's how you say it, is 124 in fourth place. And 602 Sportsman, you got Jason Barnhill leading. Really cool. 58 points. Kevin Mitchell is second with 54. Osmond Jones is in uh, third with 46, wow, and uh, it's a big shakeup. Then the Modifieds, we have Tide Nyhauser. Todd Nyhauser Racing is 72 points. Ryan Fowler, Ryan Fowler Racing is second with 66. Greg Hopkins and third with 50 points. Joey Mogsley is fourth with 48 points. And then this weekend's race, oh, you don't want to miss this weekend's race at Deep South Speedway. The Mississippi State Series MSCS Super Late Model Challenge Series roars into the house. It's going to be cool as grips, man. Red R for racing. Red it R for redneck. The top super late model drivers in the South are coming in there. I'm sure Chad Thrash will be there. I'm sure Flying Brian Rickman, he's one of my picks to win. Uh, just so many big name drivers are going to be there this weekend. Uh, I think that's going to be the class of the weekend. I'd like to see them break a track record. That'd be cool as grits. Uh, You know, see them break a track record. And then the other classes they have, racing, let me scroll down and see. I open wheel mods. let's see, okay. Mississippi Superlake Models in the house, along with the pure stocks, street stocks, factory stocks, and the junior bomber division. So speaking of junior bombers, Parents, get your kids a junior bomber car and come to Deep South Speedway. Basically, you get you a bomber car, soup it up, or just, well, you know, get it from the junkyard, fix it up for your kids, and there's an age limit. I think it's like uh is the age limit or maybe 13. But anyways, get your kids it's safe, make it as safe as possible. Get out there and race have your kids race because we want to see the future of this sport continue to grow with these kids. They've got three cars that's been out there racing so far. We want to see this class grow to it's like 10 or 12 kids out there, you know, a full field every weekend, a full purse because without these kids, we have no dirt track racing. So I think it's, I think it's great to see these kids get out there. Uh, I know Curtis Duncan's daughter was racing. I think they may have sold their car are are in it to a pier stock, but they had uh, let's see the 57 Austin Morris was racing, and we had Riley, uh, mm, shoot I can't can't think of her name, but she was racing, and that that was really cool. Uh, Dustin Smiley's daughter, that's what I'm thinking of. She was racing, and so that's really cool. So let's get these kids, get them involved in dirt track racing, you know hey, we want to see some more females in dirt track racing. Get your girls in there, you know, you ladies get you a dirt track car, come on out. And I'll probably be at Deep South Speedway this weekend taking pictures. So Y'all come out and see me, say hi. I'll probably do my usual pit walk, go live. If you're a driver that would like to be interviewed, let me know, and I will find you uh, at your pits and come interview you because there should be a lot of cars this weekend at both tracks. Um... I think that dirt track racing is alive and well in the South, and we want to pack the stands. I know football season's coming up. I could care less about football. Racing is way better. It's more important, in my opinion. I'd rather see cars sling mud than a bunch of guys throwing the ball around. So come on out and support your dirt track racing. Uh, Show people it's alive and well. It's a great sport. Thank, We want to thank the 110 Nation Sports, Chris Creighton and the guys for doing this show for us. So go like the 110 Sports Nation on their Facebook page. Give them a like and follow. Shout out Chris Creighton, Racetrack Live, Race Chat Live, and Why Not Motor Sports Park, the House of Hook announcer. So just uh, and I and something else I always tell people is – be sure and find your church to go to on Sunday. Every Saturday night, I'm blessed by being able to go to the racetrack. So what I do is I thank God to let me be able to go to the racetrack because without Him, I wouldn't have been able to make it. So go to uh, find your local church. I think that's the best place to be on a Sunday because we're not promised tomorrow. This is like the Bible says. We need to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and without Him, there is no dirt track racing. There is no nothing. So He's number one at Southern Dirt Track Report with us. He's number one with me and my photography. So I got to give God a shout out for, uh, you know, what He does for me and me to be able to make to the races. So y'all find your church Sunday if you ain't got a church to go to. Look up Grove Hill Baptist on Facebook, and you'll see our live feed that I run. So, and got any uh, questions so about? Much, yeah. All right, appreciate y'all tuning in. Bye now.
2: All right, that's Jared Hudson, y'all. South Alabama Report. Uh, we're moving right along here. We got Bridget Walters on the line here. Northwest Florida Speedway update. How are you? you?
8: Doing good. How about you?
2: Oh, I'm doing great. Tell us what happened last weekend at Northwest Florida Speedway. Well,
8: we had a lot of cars there, man. There was 70 cars. We were so excited. Um, Slingshots, our winner was Madison Tugman. Um, She has been running these slingshots for a while, and she just really, she's doing really well. Um, We had about five or six of them out there, and, um, they they just enjoy running on that track and, and it's so fun to watch them because you know they get so excited and, and them little youngins they work together so much um i was talking to one of the moms and um she just she she actually had posted about some stuff on her facebook about how you know you have wonderful friends as you grow up you have friends in school um, uh, basically and then when you get to the track you have family so that was just awesome for those kids you know it's not just the kids that work together but it's um, other racers that work with those kids and that um, those kids look up to. And, so anyway, so they really enjoy that out there too. Uh, vintage class, Guest and Rogers. Pierstock was Larry Falk. 602 Sportsman was J.C. Wilson. First time winner race uh, for the Pierstock class was Kendall Kimmon. Um And then we got Modified was also LJ. Um, bomber was Marcus Lee. He actually did not win that race as in driving. He did not finish in first place, but the first place car got DQ'd for a spring. Um, But, you know, that first place car was Jaden Presley, and um, he sure can drive. He sure can drive, but rule the rules, and um, that's what we got to do. We got to go by our rules. So um, we just try to make it fair all the way around, and um, there's that. So Marcus Lee did end up winning that race, and then in our stinger class um, Jacob Mashburn won um, and then we had a new little thing happen this last week. Um, one of our drivers, uh, Bradley Wolf, had passed away unexpectedly about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now, and so he was um, a wonderful guy, so very kind, and him and his um, his brother raced together in the vintage class and um, so we put together. Scott came up with this whole uh, wanting to make sure that he is remembered for who he was. And he had worked on a lot of other cars in several different classes, and they had a lot of great friends. So we did a pack race, and his brother actually won that race last night. So we were able to run slingshots, modifies, and tear socks in that race, um, and his brother won in a vintage car. So he was so excited about that, and it just, you know, makes everybody's heart smile and um that was for Bradley. Um his brother Robert won that. Um so anyway, so that was a fun thing too. Um, we also had fireworks. It was a great it was a great night, but there was so many cars and we were so very thankful
2: for that. Yeah, it's always a plus to have that many cars. Um, so I yeah. see on Northwest Florida Speedway's um Facebook, um the mountain um Mountain City Motor Speedway, the car track there free. Free this weekend for general admission?
8: That's a fact. Um, So, Mountain City Motor Speedway is a go-kart track. It's a small little go-kart track um, out here in Baker as well. Um, The address is 7971 Red Barrow Road. So, it's just down the road from our track. Um, It is free general admission this weekend. They are coming back. So, they took the whole month of August off. And um, so, they took the whole month of August off because it was just far too hot and um it just you know the weather was not looking real great and um anyway so the gates open at three o'clock racing at seven o'clock over there um a general admission is free pit passes are uh, $15 for adults eight and over and then kids eight and under are five dollars but um you know they have a they have a good little show out over there um jesse and um his family and jimmy landry they they run that show and um he really does get the, get the stuff going over there for them. Um, you know, they, they're just starting out this year. Um, well, they, start, they started really doing it as full-time racing this year. They've been doing a little bit of backyard tracking and um, just enjoying and having fun and, and getting, getting a crowd to where he could start the business going. And um, so that's what he's doing over there. And he's doing a great job, and it's pulling extra cars every week. Um, You know, they have about 10 classes that they can run. That doesn't mean they always run, um, but they do run a lot of them over there. And so it's just fun stuff. And if you're ever in the area, um, they race every other weekend opposite to our racetrack. Um, And they have have a great time over there. (coughs) There is another – There is another go-kart track in our local area as well. It's called Oak Grove. And they run on our night of racing um, that we run. So it's a little difficult for... I mean, I can post all their stuff to um, our track, which we do plan on doing this time too, whenever they start putting it out. But um, I'm not particular with... um, particularly up up to speed on all of the things that they do. Um, I haven't been to that track personally. um, But I do know the guy that that owns it and runs it is Dylan Harrison, and he's a good guy. Um, He just he has um he has a heart for that too. He has a heart for those kids that are trying to run and um he's really trying over there too. So we have two go kart tracks real close to the big track and um yeah, so we try to support them all as we can. But definitely, this weekend definitely. is definitely is definitely for Mountain City and um we would love to have you over there.
2: Definitely. Um, and you, you, you all have a drag strip right there somewhere. i seen it off the interstate. Um, that's a
8: fact. We also have a drag strip in Holt. So not in Holt, Baker, yeah. but in Holt, which is just down the road. Um, there is a big drag strip and they race Fridays, Saturdays. Uh, it's, it's just, I don't even know all the particulars about there. I think I've been there twice, maybe three times in my whole entire life. And I've lived here for the most part. Um, but that's something that they do over there. Um, and it's safe hopping, um, So, yeah, you can always check that out, too.
2: Definitely. So, if anybody's in that Florida Panhandle area, there's a lot of things going on right there. Um, Two go-kart tracks, um, Northwest Florida Speedway, they got the drag strip down there. Um, uh, It's a racer's dream if you live in that area, no doubt.
8: That's That's right. You got all kinds of racing. They put, you know, they don't just do stock cars or funny cars over there, too. They do motorcycles. They do street cars. They do all kinds of stuff out there is what I'm being told. So, Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the things that we got coming up too at our track. Um, so in October, all of our races can be topless. Um, so October second is our next race. Uh, in well, let me get let me let me not jump too far ahead. September eighteenth is our next race, and that's our first responder night. Um, so it will be um, a discounted price. We're not I'm not 100 percent sure how the, how we're going to do it yet. If it's just going to be a discounted rate or if it's going to actually be a free thing for first responders. A lot of the times it's definitely um, discounted pretty well for them because we totally appreciate everything that they do. And, you know, where would we be in life without those people? Um, The October races are going to be a topless race, uh, and we're racing October 2nd, uh, which is a vintage powder puff, and October 16th. That is going to be our Travis Sellers Memorial um, race and our Bradley Wolf um, Memorial race, too. So we've got that going on. And there's money added to those, and all of their payouts were going to end. So, like, Travis Stowers is going to be, um, the his number was 21, um, and so all of the payouts in his specific classes that he really worked with is going to end in 21, all payouts. And then for um, Bradley, um, it's all going to end in 29 because that was his car number. So the payouts will end in 29 um, for all classes uh, or for all of the vintage payout that that night. Um, we also will have tracker treats um, for the kids that night, um, and so we're excited about it. We're super excited. We got a lot of fun things coming up.
2: There's nothing wrong with that. It's good to have a good good time um, when you do what you're doing. What you do when you when you love what you're doing. Uh, couldn't get that out, um, but uh, always a, a pleasure having you on the show here, and uh, thank you thank for everything you. you're doing over there in the panhandle, um, really getting the word out on all these tracks. Um, we do appreciate that, and we appreciate you being on our Talks and Dirt here each and every week. Um, got some big shows coming up there in Northwest Florida. I know a lot of people are getting excited. Um, I definitely will be at the October 16th one, I believe. Um, that is awesome. the... Um, we always try to make the, that Halloween race. It's always a good time, and um, um, we'll hope to see you then. All
8: right. I'll be there.
2: All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank is, you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Bridget Walters, y'all. That is Northwest Florida Speedway. Um, she is um, also is talking about Mountain City Motor Speedway Free General Mission this weekend. Uh, if you like cart racing, it's just right down the street from the a big track there in Baker, Florida. Um, go check them out. Um, it's going to be a good time there. And um, we are rocking and rolling here. All right, we got T.J. Pratt, the man with the plan, on the line here today. Um, what is going on? Uh, what's going on, Aldi? Just trying to get this car ready for this weekend. That 7-12 has been pretty quick. Tell us about that car.
3: Yeah, man, we uh,
2: we working on it.
3: We're getting better each and every weekend. Uh, man, the car, I, you know, I like to say I built it. I've pretty much done everything in it but the cage. We built it uh, earlier this season, and uh, we've just been fine-tuning it up, getting better and better every weekend.
2: Now, let's talk about a couple weeks ago. Uh, it might have been a month ago, two months ago now, but there was an a- incident on the, on the raceway there where you had early, early on in the race you were spun out and turned to, uh, had to move to the back of the pack, and um, you came um, through the pack, which was probably about 16, 17 cars, and um, you, you had to come from the rear and had to do a lot of work, and you wound up with a great finish there. Uh, tell us about that week in particular. I, I really enjoyed watching that race.
3: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that was if you're if you're if I'm thinking right, you're probably talking about Hattiesburg, and uh, I I believe that was the second time I've ever been in that car, and only my second time on Hattiesburg's track. And uh, I did I, I I spun out, come all the way from the rear, got a second place finish. Uh, all you know didn't put a dent on the car that night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, just just a hard charge um it's happened to me a couple times actually this this past weekend uh i did the same thing the last time i raced to hasburg the weekend before last um i uh i hit joseph Graham pretty hard man on a restart and uh i just i couldn't be that guy taking the lead he took out about half the pack when uh when he wrecked and and, uh, with, with their no fault rule, you know, I didn't have to go to the back, but I, I did it anyways. And there wasn't quite that many cars on the track. I think there was 10 somewhere around in there. And, uh, same thing, man, I, I charged all the way back up to the front second place and coming to the checkered flag and, uh, and turn four, the leader got a little sideways and I let off to keep from driving through him, And we made contact. I straightened him up. He went, went, took on the checkered and I went right on the infield. It, uh, it wasn't the finish we wanted, but it felt good, you know, to, to be able to come from the back, right back up to the front. I feel like we got a good car, and uh, we're we getting better every weekend, man.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, um, tell us about your racing career. When did it start, and uh, how long you've been doing it for? And
3: so, uh, dirt track racing. This is my this is my first full year. I started uh, well when Out, Outlaw Speedway opened up this time last year um that was my very first time ever on a dirt track in a v8 uh rear wheel drive uh back when Minge was open we we built a stinger car and and uh they they shut down before i was really able to race it a whole bunch uh i guess that was about 12 years ago um i've pretty much been around motorsports all my life drag racing go-karts uh, dirt bikes four-wheelers all that stuff but But this is my first full year racing, you know, a a factory stock dirt car.
2: And um, um, I know you're enjoying it because each and every week you're up there battling for the lead. Um, Car fast. um, You're a natural behind that wheel, no doubt. Um, Tell us about um, what's the plans um, going forward.
3: Yeah man we just uh you know everybody keeps saying I'm so close I'm so close to getting that feature win but I, I'm not I'm not buying it man I'm, I'm racing a bunch of uh, against a bunch of good guys it's been racing a long time you know what I mean and and uh yeah my car's fast I'm up in the front but but you know I, I feel like I still got a good ways to go before I get that feature win uh I mean there's you know there's your Michael Williams, your Dustin Ladner, Jeremy Eatons, all them. I mean, them, them guys are fast. They've been doing it a long time. They're good. And, uh, I mean, we're just, we're going to keep working as long as I got the help. You know, I can't do it by myself. I got a good crew helping me. And, uh, you know, my sponsors, they're, they're helping me out. As long as I got their help, you know, I'm going to keep pushing forward and, and uh, hopefully we'll get us a future win. If not, you know, we're still having fun doing it and and uh, as long as I got a car to race, I'll, I'll be doing it.
2: No doubt, no doubt. Um, that car is—I'm uh, telling you—you you are going to be a household name here um, pretty soon. Um, everybody's talking about that seven twelve. Um, like you said, just got to find that victory lane. And once 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 you pop it, though, that's going to be it. It's going to be nonstop. I believe um, you'll be in
3: there yeah, every week. Yeah, believe it or not, man, I, I lack some power right now. You know, we've got an old, worn-out motor. It was uh, it was sponsored to me, and uh, by, by one of my sponsors. But it's been racing a long time. It's been racing, you know, ten, twelve years, and and uh, it's just wore out. Hopefully, this off season, you know, I can. Uh, hopefully, we can gather up some funds and and freshen it up and and uh, you know get a little more power out of it, and and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll be we'll be knocking on them guys' rear bumper.
2: Definitely. Um, so, um, there's another Pratt that races, um, racing in the stinger class. Is that, um, how's that relation to you?
3: So, yeah, there's actually two Pratt's in there. Uh, the 711, the little yellow stinger, that's my dad. Um, you know, it wasn't long after the first couple of times I raced, he said, you know, heck, I, I want to do it. And, and, uh, so, so we bought him a little stinger car and we're fighting problems with it. He's doing good, but he's, Every race, I don't know if you see it, but you know he starts off real good and he falls back and he falls back. the car starts missing, spitting and sputtering and and you know we're we're trying to diagnose it every race, trying to get him a little better but but uh, I think we're getting close getting it running a little better and and he's gonna he he's got a fast car too he he's gonna be on up there as soon as we get it running right and there's a uh there's another little carlos pratt um he he's no relation to us uh a lot of people keep asking us that but no he, he's no relation to us but jay pratt is my dad
2: sweet i was wondering i didn't know it was i didn't know um what the relationship was there um so um that's that's awesome to hear um yeah that, yeah that little yellow car it, it it takes off pretty good like you said though um as the race goes on it it, it goes down
4: um, yeah
2: it goes a little south but um Um, let's talk a a little bit about your sponsorships Um, who you got on board with you this year
3: so I got my sister uh, Taryn Taryn Pratt Flint with Southern Oaks Realty oh man she's helped me tremendously Polk's Drugs uh, there in Biloxi uh, on Pops Ferry Road they've helped me Bass, Bucks and Birds, Zach Russian uh, he's helped me a lot get me started Robert's race cars. Little Ronnie Robert, man, he has helped me so much on my setup. You know, anytime I need something, he's there for me. Uh, good guy. Um, the Sally Marie Crab Boat. That's that's myself and my dad's business that we do. Uh, we're commercial blue crab fishermen, and and uh, and you know, there's there's one other guy. You know, that he he's helped me out tremendously. He'll he'll, he'll know who who he is if he hears this, and. I just want to thank him too. He's uh, I don't want to, you know, put it public. Uh, I don't know how he'd feel about it, but but he's helped me tremendously. He'll he'll know who he is, and uh, you know my family, my wife. She's been so supportive. My little girl, she loves coming with me. My in-laws, uh, my buddy Vince. He's my my crew chief. He's he's helped me out a lot. My tire guy, and uh, you know I I'd, I'd also like to thank my home track, Outlaw Speedway. Um, Bad news coming on with them this week, but, but you know, they're going to get better, and uh, just just have faith in them. They're, they're doing everything they can to make it better, and, and he's really helped us, especially us in the factory stock class. He's, he's bumped our pay up, man, because we're having such a big turnout, and, and I feel like he'll do that for any class if you all bring the car count to him. So, you all support him. Let's get him back going and uh, just making a good turnout for him.
2: Well, I got a I got a message here. Uh, when um, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to say this right, but when Lena Thibodeau said, "It's all in that mullet."
3: <laughs> yeah, she likes that. Uh, yeah, it 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 flaps in the wind. I think it helps me. It's like a built-in spoiler or something. Yeah,
2: yeah, something. Charles Young said, "Mullet Nation."
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. I think it's making me faster. Hopefully, the longer it gets, faster we'll get.
2: There you go, hey, nothing wrong with that. if it makes it go quicker, um, keep doing it um, uh, hey, I, run, I, um, about, um for... I love everything about one wanna... of um, the seven twelve and um, I'm excited to um to um call the races when you're out there. um you're one of my favorite drivers, and I don't really know you that well, but uh from this year alone um, I really enjoy watching um the seven twelve run um at both um Hattiesburg and at um Outlaw, um, tell us about um, you know you, you got some, the heat races that you, you seem to be dominating in, and um, you know like you said you just got to get that one feature win in. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Yeah, man, I think I've, it's gonna be good. I've I've probably won ten heat
3: races this year. You know what I mean? I, I've been I've been killing them. There ain't many that I haven't won, and uh, but you know we we we've had some mechanical problems as well that's held us back, and but but we're gonna get better. We're gonna get closer and. And before I, you know, before I go off, I just want to thank you for everything you do, recording the races, you know, coming out, just spreading the word about the, the sport, and uh, you know, I appreciate everything you do as well.
2: Awesome, thank you so much, and thank you for being on the show. Um, and when we're going to be um, cheering you on here um, this Saturday night at Outlaw.
3: Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Hopefully, we're going to make
2: Hattiesburg and Outlaw this weekend. Awesome, awesome. We'll be cheering. Um, hashtag Mullet Nation, I believe, was going to be a, a trending topic <laughs> here. Um, Sounds but, um, good. Good luck this weekend, and we will see you at the track. Thank you, Artie. All right, that is TJ Pratt. Uh, um, that is the driver of the 712 Facker Stock um, at Outlaw Speedway. Um, always up there in the in the front. Really good. Uh, we enjoy watching them each and every week, and uh, we are. I'm excited to see him again this weekend coming up. All right, we got Kevin Dixon on the line here. Kevin Dixon, Dothan Motorsports Park. What is going on over there in your neck of the woods?
11: Nothing much, Artie. We're just getting ready for a big four weekends in a row of racing coming up at the end of October and beginning of November.
2: Uh-oh. Tell us about that.
11: So October the 9th and October the 16th, we're going to have uh, weekly races, uh, just our weekly classes, weekly payouts. Uh, October the 24th, that's a Sunday, we're going to have the uh, third and final last man standing race of the year. That's like a 150 lap Demolition Derby style uh, endurance race. Uh, we're going to have monster trucks the 30th and 31st of October, and then uh, what I've been waiting to announce on here for a long time, November the 4th, 5th, and 6th is going to be our first annual Peanut Classic. Uh, we got six classes of racing for that. Street stocks are $5,000 to win. 602 late models, $3,000 to win. Open wheel modifieds, $2,500 to win. Vintage cars are $2,000 to win. Enduro slash pure stocks are $3,000 to win. And then your four cylinders are twelve hundred dollars to win that weekend.
2: Oh, man, that sounds like a great weekend. I did see the flyer. The flyer looks awesome. Uh, we will share it on the Southern Dirt Track Report. Um, definitely, um, as soon as we're done with the show, we'll definitely share that flyer up. Um, the Peanut Classic, uh, exciting time there. At the fourth, there's going to be a practice night. The fifth is heats and qualifying, and then the sixth is the show. Um, that's going to be a pretty big deal. The uh, Peanut Fest, uh, the National Peanut Festival. It's also in November, correct?
11: Yes, it actually starts uh, the night that we'll do uh, qualifying the heat race. Uh, it actually starts, although we have no affiliation with that. Uh, it's still going to be pretty cool uh, to be able. Uh, Peanuts is a big, a big money maker and a way of life for so many people in this uh, area. So it's going to be cool to kind of pay tribute and heritage to all those farmers and, and name this race the Peanut Classic. Our track's actually. Uh, we got a peanut field on one side and a peanut field on the other side, so
2: Yeah, uh, peanuts are pretty big down there. I've been to Dostin, um uh we just we just drove through but we wound up staying there for three days. Uh we enjoyed the city itself and uh we got to go toward the um the grounds that the festival's on and all that. Uh, pretty big deal there. Uh, everywhere as you look there's peanut something going on um in the city of Dostin. Um, like you said, it's a way of living. And um, it's it's a great little city. If you never visit Dothan, the city itself, um, get over there and visit. Uh, it's a good vacation spot. I learned that it's a good vacation spot, and uh, it's a nice little town itself.
11: Yes, sir, absolutely. We got uh, all kind of little odds and ends things to do. And uh, if you'll go to some of our bigger attractions, we actually have little statues of peanuts with face, uh, faces painted on them. So uh, peanuts are real big down here.
2: Definitely,
11: definitely. All right. So tell us about this. Um, October 9th is the next race. Uh, yes, sir. We're going to get, uh, we just finalized the dates for those. Uh, we're going to get, uh, we know for sure that we'll have street stocks, uh, enduro slash pure stocks and four cylinders, and we'll make a decision on the other classes. You just pay attention to our Facebook page. Uh, one of those races will be the Peanut Classic warm-up, and all the winners of the features will receive a provisional. Uh, into the Peanut Classic. We're expecting, uh, obviously, it's the biggest payout we've ever paid. Um, It's well over $100,000 already and growing. Uh, Some people say that's not a lot, but for our little track, uh, that probably doubles, uh, if not triples, the biggest payout we've ever paid out. And we're expecting triple the amount of cars that we've ever had. Uh, we've got some really big street stock names already committed, uh, verbally committed, and uh, we're just looking forward to it. They're gonna go 50 laps for $5,000 to win, so that's gonna be a battle of attrition for the street stocks.
2: Definitely. Um, uh, that's some that's some good money there, $5,000 to win. Um, I know for a fact that um, you have some some cars coming in from from different places to try to get that money. Uh, And we'll advertise for you, and hopefully we get some car count. we get the car count way up for that. Um, That that race, actually, November 4th, 56th. Uh, I'm not sure if um, there's anything else going on that weekend, too. So um, you might um, have more than what you um, (laughs) – hopefully it's like that. Um, Well, we did our
11: homework. Uh, We definitely did our homework, and we tried not to book – uh, you know, I told you for like three straight weeks there that we had a big big announcement coming, big announcement coming, big announcement coming. This race has been in the works for several months, just trying to plan it out, make sure we had the resources and stuff, and we finally got a date finalized. And We don't think we've booked on top of anybody, at least within Georgia, Florida, Mississippi, and Alabama. So we're hoping to have a uh, – there's yeah, some names they, like
2: – They will come. I promise you that. They will come.
11: Yes, sir. We've been uh we've got a good relationship with a couple of street stock drivers that are uh pretty big names. Uh Chad Thrash is verbally committed. Um and we've got some guys that uh Track Star house cars, they've verbally committed. So uh we're we're hoping for some, some uh we talked to the Hunt the Front crew, um, who just made the World One Hundred by the way. And uh they're very interested, so we're hoping to get some, some pretty big names to the to the little 38 mile
2: red red clay track in South Alabama. Nothing wrong with that. Look, um that's gonna be um exciting to see Chad Trash there. Um he dominated the Street Stock National, so let's see what that car can do. at the first annual Peanut Classic. Tell us about the um prices to get in and all that good stuff.
11: Yeah, so the prices to get in, uh again we did our homework, try to make it competitive for everybody. Um, Your entry fees for your classes, we are going to provide a pre-entry option for you, and you save quite a bit of money. Uh, For your four-cylinder cars, uh, your pre-entry is going to be $100. Late entry is $125. Vintage car is the same thing, $100 pre-entry, $125 late entry. Uh, Open wheel modified, 602 late models, and enduro slash pure stock. Their pre-entry will be $125 and late entry will be 150 The street stock's free entry is going to be $140. Uh, late entry is going to be 160 and all those numbers are on our flyer. Uh, three-day pit pass is $100. Uh, two-day pit pass is 75 uh, that's on. There's not going to be a one-day pit pass option, uh, and your kids can get in the whole pit weekend for $35. We do have some RV spots that are $40 a piece, but we don't have a whole lot, so you want to get them quick. Um, ATV four-wheelers, uh, $10 for the whole weekend. Um, we will have reserved pit parking. Those are $40 a piece. Um, and then general admission, your three-day would be $50, bucks, 2 day $45. Uh, just Saturday's going to be $25. Uh, just Friday's going to be 20 or just Thursday's going to be 10 And, uh, like I said, we're, we're hoping for a huge car count, um, we don't wanna send nobody home but uh we're hoping that we have to send at least twenty cars a class to the house because they did not transfer out of D Main. That is uh that is what our goal is. Definitely.
2: And look, um, just for the stinger money, twelve hundred to win, um uh the most I've seen this year I think was a thousand to win in our area. So, um that that's that's good money for four cylinder. Um uh, Vintage two thousand to win. Uh, great, I mean, the I mean, uh, sportsman, 602 late miles, 3,000, street stock, 5,000. Um, pretty good money there um, up for grabs, even open wheel modified, $2,500 to win. Uh, I'm sure this race is going to be huge, um, and it's exciting that it's in November. Um, um, definitely going to be there on that Saturday night for sure. And um, um, what about the sponsors? Um, you want to give any shots out to the sponsors of that race?
11: Yeah, we want to thank uh, RockAuto.com. also want to thank uh, Renegade Race Fuels. They have come on big time. Uh, regional Homes of Bonifay, Holland Motorsports of Dothan, uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts of Dothan, Barnes Family Fencing, LLC, Accurate Metals. Uh, we want to thank Chris Walker, Electric, Atkinson's Realtors, and a big shout-out to uh, Circle Track Performance. Uh, they're going to be there with their parts trailer. And the last time I talked to our promoter, I believe they had put up $800 or somewhere around that number, I could be wrong, um, already for uh, heat race winners. Uh, So we've already got some gratuity awards, and I think that's just going to get bigger. So like I said, right now the payout's over $100,000, and uh, if we can get some more sponsors to come on board, and we can make it even bigger and better and pay some of our heat race renters and so on and so forth.
4: Definitely, definitely. Look,
2: it's exciting time over at Dothan. I'm, I'm glad y'all got a bunch of stuff lined up for the month of October. Um, the last man standing, October 24th, it might be me there for that, too. Um, that sounds like it would be a fun time to go see. Uh, the monster trucks are coming on the 30th and the 31st. Uh, good times at Dothan coming up, and uh, we appreciate everything you do here, If y'all, uh, uh, you know, coming on our show. Uh, Dothan Motorsports Park is located at 426 Budmore Road. Cottonwood, Alabama, and the area code
11: there is 36320. Any last words you want to say? Uh, yeah, I just uh, – y'all pay attention to our Facebook page. Uh, we have a list of rules for that last man standing race. Like I said, it's just a uh, stock car, small truck, or SUV. It cannot be a race car. It cannot have a roll cage in it. Uh, $2,000 to win, winner take all, and it's only $35 to enter a car and driver. You can get a car for like $500. Uh, so uh, the first race we had with them this year, we had 75 cars and started on three wide uh, for 150 laps, and it was absolutely entertaining. The only cautions we throw is if somebody's on fire, upside down, or the track is completely blocked. So uh, it's it's a good time for sure. Man,
2: that sounds like a great time. Um, y'all need to check that out. October 24th, uh, we would definitely um, send you uh, send a link to the page. And uh, get people to um, jump on board with that one. That one sounds fun. All right, thank you so much, uh, Kevin, uh, for calling, and we appreciate everything that um, that you do over there. And um, 100 plus cars for 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 that last race that y'all had for the you know, for the last man standing. And it sounds like a crash mess. It sounds like a good time. So uh, three wide start uh, should be interesting.
11: Yes, sir, Artie. Thank you for having us, man. Hope you all are doing well down there in Louisiana. Y'all are definitely in our prayers.
2: Definitely. Thank you. We need them down here. All right, y'all, we are going to move right along here. Um, We got our North Mississippi, Alabama, South Tennessee, the man with the plan, Dave Chisholm. How are you doing tonight?
0: Hey, Artie. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay.
2: Awesome, awesome. Tell us about what you got going on.
0: Oh man, we we got so much going on we don't know what we're doing there. Uh you know, we had that uh we wasn't on last week and it had a lot of rain, so uh, there's a lot of us didn't get to race. We did get some weekend racing in this weekend though, and uh a little part racing at the Mag also. But uh we started with gonna have a big big weekend for the Magnolia this past weekend with the uh, comp, comp cam series coming in with the super late models and uh, their crew, officiating crew, and the whole nine yards. Uh, I got to the, I got to the track and it was packed. There was no, uh, almost no parking spots left on in the pits. It was jam packed, and of course it had been pretty much good uh, clear weather all week. And uh, it come race time, we got in our uh, packed the track, we got in our Everclass, class, got in hot laps, we sang the national anthem, and Mother Nature said hello and uh, rained us out one more time. So. So uh, we continued the program. I think we started on the track racing around 4 o'clock Monday. And we uh, just basically moved the schedule over to Monday where well, the comp cam series elected to uh, travel on. So we missed that big event. But there was still a huge crowd come back Sunday for uh, real good racing that transferred from daylight in the dark. And uh, made it was interesting for track changes, track adjustments for everybody. But uh, we like I said, we started off as day race, uh, track was pretty good. It went black pretty quick. Uh, Johnny put, uh, the, watered it there before we went feature racing and, uh, put a little water on it, rolled it down and, uh, brought the moisture right back up, bonded it good. And, uh, immediately the, the speed, the speed instead of being black ice, when you had to tiptoe and be a real, finesse. Fairly on the gas driver, it was, it was almost hammered, hammered down. It was almost wide open racing, the rest of the night, uh, no bottom to get around, but all up top next to the uh, second line from the wall, maybe with the fast line around it. And uh, 6.04, they were three entries there, two of the best, or well, they all some of the best round. Two of the best, so going at it, I mean, toot and nail was uh, Evan Ellis and uh, Darrell Beckwith. It uh, was real good, real good racing them two that were uh, leading the field. It was Evan Ellis come checkers first, and uh, Beckwith second. And, uh, Kyle Finley was third in the 38F in the 602. They were 12 entries total in that class. And then, uh, the 602, uh, Great Racing USA Sportsman had 28 total entries. Uh, it's good, good, pretty much green flag racing, a couple of cautions, uh, 33 SJ Auto Sales, uh, Master recovery Coach Children, things First. Second was the 54-P machine, or the rocket of Chance uh, Pennington, followed by a 27 car, Tony Favista, was top three in the Ts. And then we went to the uh, racing USA Modified Sportsman, uh, also known as Open Wheel Modified. So uh, once again, the track dominated again by Shay Knight in the number three core racing car, followed by, let me get his name right here, Seth? I'm sorry. I hate I can't read all that right in there. I just have to skip his last name, but Seth, in his second the 22 car. My bad, right there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a report. All right. Third place car. Give some chuck in the 10 cars. I'm sorry about the Seth car, number two car. We'll move right along into... Uh, Street Stock action. There were 17 entries for the great race in the SH Street Stock, Mississippi Street Stock. Uh, regular points race all night for all divisions, so it was tough up front to them. They was also hammered down wide open uh, right around the rim. It was led from Black flag, flag, pretty sure, by the K-1 car of uh, of Estes there. He, he uh, Dwayne Essice, he led every lap, I do believe. Uh, the place car was the finisher of Mississippi's most wanted there, Mr. Leroy, the Purple Jacket champion himself, followed by the 11 car, track star car, of uh, Jamie Surtick there out of Alabama. Jamie done double duty, some of these guys did, in between modifieds and uh, street stocks, or between street stocks and factory stocks, had double duty. We'll go in the factory stock division, there was thirty two inches there, the largest class of the night, followed by the uh six oh two which uh, had twenty eight. Factory stocks we they split it up had two features. So uh the first feature winner was uh eighteen feet car Johnny Panel, uh, followed by Nathan Page in the sixteen car. Third place car the fourteen uh freaky pass car of David Flexel was the top three in uh feature race one. Feature race two, uh was won by Uh, Brian Fordner in the 99 machine, followed by number two with C.J. Hodges. And Jamie started double-duty for the driving for the D1 car. He came in third in that race. Jamie had a couple top threes this weekend in two classes. And last but not least, is the little hotshot class, we had uh, three entries. And winner was Taylor Murphy in the 3M car, the 16, Dr. Robert Eaton, and Howard Laws up in the last uh, spot there. So that's pretty much the car action from the mag. They know you. We'll be them in a couple of weeks, I think, a regular another regular points race. And the mini mag track, the go-kart track is scheduled to race this Sunday. Uh, before we get into that, there is a big race this weekend at uh, Columbus Speedway, the old track, uh, the Bull Ring, Mississippi's oldest uh, dirt track. Continuously running every year since 1962, so she's still in operation. I think Saturday night paying good money, a thousand to win, I believe 602, and maybe 150 guaranteed start money for hitting another class or two. But uh, a lot of good racing and some money up for everybody this weekend at the Bullring at Columbus Speedway and go to Facebook and get all the particulars, the gate fees, start times and all that. And Sunday, Sunday at 3 o'clock, uh, go kart racing at the Magnolia Motors Speedway you know, on the track, inside the track at the Mini Mag. And just a, a reminder to maybe some guys that come in the big listen, uh, this weekend we will have scales set up and start getting everybody laid out what class they run and, and get them headed towards the right weight and all of that. And probably going to do a little engine checking just to make sure everybody does fit in in the class as close to there, probably uh, and the carburetor size and the valve lift, probably. But it's trying to just trying to get everything sort of like get them herded into the right right group there, where we're all pretty much even in every class. So we're not not particularly just gonna go down there and check. So you well, you're you're done, you're out. We're trying to trying to get it all straightened out and get it get it boy, It's gonna be done every every race, so that way it's fair for everybody. And we don't have a little guy racing the same class with a big guy, with, you know, 200 pound weight advantage. So so even things yep. up for it and, and continuing on with it. And uh, so we only got like four or five classes. So they got like kids, little sharp mini late model cage class, uh, and a kids class like a stock a stock cam stock motor. And we have an adult stock class. And we have uh, basically uh, the rest is modified pretty much. There's a there's a stage two class which lets you run a six fifty car, twenty two pound valve springs and uh what am I missing? Uh one uh, or TL two camshaft, which is kinda of peppy and what pretty much what clones and everybody run now, that's what big pipe. And the six fifty car does, you know, it adds a lot of lot more performance than the stock six fifteen. And then we have the uh stage three class which pretty much allows any camion stick in it with port and parts allowed. With a max uh, 26 pound bow spring and a 690 Venturi board card. So just pretty basic rules. Let guys do it yourself, play with them, build them, you know, be able to assemble them without having to go to a major engine builder, you know, have them build their ship back and forth. Let the do it yourself guys and the guys that want to learn, uh, you know, get in there and uh, work on their own stuff. And guys guys around here local. Local that even support that they offer like a free class every Thursday night here at most Motorsports. uh Brad Logan and and most times Johnny Stokes, Dr. Kirk's here, with some uh, other guys, Hunter Carroll. That uh guys that want to bring the motor in and and build one or or work work to put in a cam or, or just learn more about it and with their own hands and all that. They're, you know they're more welcome to bring them and and be instructed and and uh, you know they they got their tools in their hands and they do the work. So, I mean they are just trying to help grow the the carting industry, and in 2000 uh, around here is real big. We we don't race for money. Like I think top three get trophies, get pictures with the family, friends, and all that right there in infield. The so it's more of a more of a prestigious thing, I guess. You could say who's the man this week or who's the lady this week deal from week to week or from event to event. But anyway, we'll be back out there Sunday, uh, Sunday at three and. Most of the time they can catch me live or 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 re, or, or recorded, but most of the time I try to set the camera up and go live where everybody can just watch the racing as it goes on. So they can catch that Sunday and uh the next report next Thursday I already uh, hope to be giving you some kind of report from uh, C- uh not Seattle, Spokane, Washington. As uh ready there you go. for the uh, you know, the unlimited All Star Grand Nationals is next weekend, yep. seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth in Spokane that – uh Sunset Speedway, so we'll be there to officiate the race and uh, crown a 2021 national champion and Unlimited All-Stars. They're sort of like the top four-star, top of the top shelf that you can go and go-kart. So that's going to, uh, and also, we're only going to be there's four positions open by qualifying that's locked in. I think the next six have to be heat race winners followed by the remaining eight in and, and, uh, D-Main, so we're taking 18 of the best in the nation uh, to the future. There's you know, 40 to 50 pre-entry signed up, so guys got to get on the program. Got like a one-in-four shot of uh, locking in on that deal, so it's going to be some good bracing. And anybody wants to watch it next weekend, they can go to 360 Dirt TV and uh, pay-per-view or whatever. He'll have a full of it. I should maybe have a little logo there on the screen somewhere there that represents town south, so can yep. the Dirt Trek Show. And uh, we'll uh, – We'll be seeing you from out west next week. That's about all i
2: got. Definitely. Thank you so much. Um, so this Sunday, um, if, if anybody's looking for something to do on a Sunday um uh, the MAG is running the carts this weekend. So um, definitely y'all need to check that out. That's right. So, all right, Dave, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you coming on the show each and every week. And um, be safe on your travels to Washington and hopefully get a good report from Washington next Thursday night.
0: That's right, August. We'll, we'll keep praying
2: for you all down there and, uh, and
0: keep you in our thoughts, bud, <laughs> and we'll see you next week from out west.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks,
6: alright
0: you All right, y'all. That's Dave
2: what, That's what I Mississippi, uh, South. Mississippi, I mean, our North Alabama report. Um, always good time talking to Dave. All right, our next guest on the line here. Uh, this is our first ever time we have, a, um, had a photographer come on, um, but I wanted to, you know, it's part of dirt track racing, uh, the photographer, and, um, we have Eddie Richie on the line here tonight, um, he is turn one Photos. he goes to Bob Flag, South Alabama, Deep South, uh, Mobile International, there's, there's multiple tracks that he, that he goes out and takes pictures, um. How are you doing
1: tonight, uh, Mr. Eddie? Doing good. How are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm doing great. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So tell us about your photography career at the racetrack. When did it start? When did you know you loved it and uh, all that good stuff?
1: Well, it started about uh, 15 years ago. And uh, I used to drive the station truck at Mobile. And I used to always take pictures sitting up there. And, uh, Dan Bright kind of me one, I think about 2012 and asked if I want to start shooting pictures at Mobile. You know, and I was kind of nervous, you know, but I told him, yeah. And, uh, I started shooting pictures at Mobile and then, uh, I had a few more tracks called me and I started going there and shooting pictures. So that's how it all started.
2: And, um, so you've been doing it for about fifteen years. Uh, Eddie, you do some great photos. I'm telling you, um there's a lot of people out there taking photographs and um you're definitely um up there with the top ones as far as photos go. Um what is your favorite? what was your favorite race that you ever took photos of?
1: I I don't know. I I got a bunch of them, but uh I did have more well two, uh one at Mobile or uh Donnie uh, Daniel Hammert, uh Aggie Grill, and uh, Jeff Kett come across the line almost three wide for the checkered flag. And then I had one up during the Snowball Derby when John Hunter won it. And you can see just on the outside of him by the wall, I can't remember who was on outside of him. And that was probably the best year I've had.
2: Awesome. That, yeah, that's that's going to be exciting to take that, that photo finish shall we say, and um and have that um, um as part of your um photography. Um so so um out of all the tracks you, you do, um I know you stay busy with it. Um tell us about all how, how many tracks you go to and what different tracks you go to and also what um what what is involved in taking photos for a track?
1: Uh I've got go a five flags mobile, uh this year I need to get back up there. Uh deep south and uh sunny south spe- out there in Grand Bay sometimes. Uh a lot, you know, I thought a whole lot getting in you know, doing it, you know, you just have to get the track early and, you know, go ahead and get your pictures in the pits, you know. You know, guys working on the cars and all, you know. I spent about twelve hours a day at the track whenever I get there. I'm always there early, get my you know, like I say my my pictures in the pits, guys working on the cars, and, you know, stuff like that. And then I always like to get, get the first practice in that way. If I can't get the second practice in, I, at least I got the first one in. So I'm going to spend a lot of time on your feet at the race track. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, um,
2: you know, that's all day affair each and every, that each and every weekend that you go to the track and, um, I know a lot of people do appreciate the pictures. I'm telling you, pictures are—they're are, very important to the entire dirt track world, asphalt world, um, whatever kind of racing you go to. Um, you know, it's, it truly is a very important piece of the whole picture. You know what I'm saying?
1: I try to do my best. You know, I, you know I don't have the most expensive equipment. You know, but I, you know. I work with what I got, you know. You know what I'm saying? You, you know how that goes. Yep. You know, yep. you have to make what you got work. And that's what I strive for. I'm get the best pictures I can. So and dirt track, I just started shooting dirt track not long ago. I really ended up in a big fan of dirt track and I'm kinda kinda love dirt tracking now.
2: Yeah. It's where it's at. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, it really is. They they put on a good show. I shoot a lot I've been shooting a lot of deep south fish this year, so I'll be at deep south again this weekend. I wanna to go to some more dirt tracks but I need to reach out to the track owners and see. You know, I think they try counting county and the guy you just talked to at Doting, I wanna reach out to them and try to go shoot that tracks on this year or next year. So. Yeah, definitely there's, there's plenty of
2: tracks in your area too. um, um I know you're over there, um uh, around the Loxley area, and um, there's plenty of tracks within 50 miles of you that, um, there's, there's so much action going on over there in that area. Um, it's crazy how many tracks there are, say from Baker, Florida to, um, to the Alabama, Mississippi line.
1: Yeah, I want to try to get down to South Florida and shoot some tracks down that way, some asphalt tracks. I ain't never been to, uh, I don't know. I just want to travel more next year and shoot more tracks. Yeah. I ain't travel much this year, you know, because I, I don't know. I just think but I like traveling a whole lot this year.
4: Yeah. So. Yeah, it sounds.
1: Um, um, south D-South like five minutes from my house, though. So
2: yeah, so that's I definitely a whole like track to you.
1: Yeah. And I, five flags, probably 20 minutes from me, and Mobile probably 30 minutes from me. And I get I go to Montgomery sometimes, just like a two hour drive and five Alabama. I go there. Which only been once this year, but like I said, I need to get back there. Uh and then I go to uh sunny south out in Grand Bay every now and then.
2: I love Sunny yeah. South. That's a lot of talent at that one track. Uh, a yeah lot it is. Of kids, I
1: like that track.
2: It's unbelievable the talent that they have at that one track. You got kids out there racing and, and the, the amount of people that have went on to race in bigger series um, from that one track is just unbelievable. Um, yeah, it it really is. Hey, if you want to see some good racing, um, Sunny South is a great place to watch good racing. And it's pretty close to my house, too. It's only about an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 20 minutes out from from my house. So um, oh, okay. it really yeah, is a great close. track to, to go see.
1: Yeah, they put on a good show out there. Like I say, a lot of them drivers out there, is like you know, running truck series and stuff now. So, yep. A lot of talent a come out of, of that truck.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy how much talent they have in one place. Every time I go there, I'm just soaking it in because it's it. I can't see that in any other track how much talent they have in one track. And these are all kids. These are these are little
1: yeah, kids. Yeah, they're all kids. Uh, yeah, and they grow yeah. They yeah, I mean good kids, drivers.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I mean they start there at five mm-hmm. years old and they race all the way to their sixteen and seventeen and the next thing you know, they're in a truck series in NASCAR, you know? I mean it's that's yeah, you're how
1: like, You're like i remember watching watch that is. little kid when he was out in the sunny South.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you interviews know. of kids when they were five and six years old and now they're racing NASCAR. It's like it's uh, yeah. just crazy. Um, the amount I was one of the first ones. I was the first ones to do interviews with them, and now they're you know big timers. And um, but uh, it really is. It's amazing how many, how how much talent they have in that one track.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool watching. Cause like I say I, you know, shooting a mobile in five flags, and you know, I watch, you know, like Chase Elliott come up, you know, running late models there. You know, look at him now. He's you know, yeah. It's crazy. He, he do not want a crazy. championship, you know. So you know, you got him and you know, Harrison Burton that used to run there and when they was you know, fourteen, fifteen years old running late balls, you know. Yep.
2: Yep. So, yeah, but, it's crazy. So um but yeah, I wanted to get you on to take and and see your side of the of the racing world. It's totally different than anybody else's, um, to get that perfect picture. Um, it it takes a lot of talent to do that and um, you know, people think that just taking pictures is um is a simple deal, but I'm telling you it's a it's um it takes talent to take the right pictures. And I believe, um, Eddie that you are one of the best in the game and I appreciate everything you do for racing in the South.
1: I appreciate it. I try to you know, like I say, I try to I try to make myself better every weekend, you know. So uh, you know, I I don't know. I just I just try to I just love doing it and I try to get the best pictures I can and and like I say I always I'm always looking for that perfect shot but it's gonna come one day. I've had a few perfect shots but you always look for them perfect shots out there. You know, yeah. so, But I love shooting dirt track now and I mean dirt boys put on good shows.
2: Oh yeah, they do. They do. Um, I've got
1: some good pictures out there this year.
2: Yeah, so I seen you was walking the beach today, man. It looks like a nice night out there. Yeah,
1: yeah that's why I was just now leaving from the beach heading home.
2: Yeah, uh, pretty my, pretty night, night, nice out night out there. Um, yeah. have definitely yeah. seen the 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 work that you did on on Facebook today. Um, just the, the videos and stuff of the um of the beach. It's beautiful out that way. And um, I, mm-hmm. I want to thank you once again for coming on to the podcast here tonight. And uh, we'll we'll definitely see you up the road sometime.
1: I appreciate you having me on.
2: All right. Awesome. Thank if you need you. anything,
1: if, any, if you need anything, holler at me now. We'll be praying for y'all over there.
2: All right. So thank if you, you so much. Anything, that. All, All right. right I, I thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's All say, right. We see that is Turn One Photos. Uh, he does a lot of tracks there in South Alabama and the Florida Panhandle. Um, if you want to check him out, look at Turn One Photos on um, on Facebook. Um, let me see if I can pull up his link. Yeah, it's at, at Turn 1 Photos. Um, just type that in on your search bar on Facebook, and that will bring you up to his page. And uh, he has a lot, a lot of pictures up there. Um, check him out. Um, one of the best in the game, and uh, we appreciate him coming on. All right, y'all, um, the phone lines are open. If anybody wants to call in, I'm going to do my outro. And if anybody wants to um, call in, they can. Um The phone number is 718-664-9861. That's 718-664-9861. I want to thank the 110 Nation Sports for having us. Uh, If it wasn't for them, uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We wouldn't be able to, to, um, you know, wouldn't have this love of racing um, in this podcast if it wasn't for the 110 Nation Sports. Please go give them a like. Give them a holler. Tell them thank you for everything that they do. us here at the Son of Dirt Track Report, and um, I appreciate everybody tuning in each and every week. Um, We will share the link of the podcast itself. If you missed any of it, you can always go back and listen to it. on One of your favorite podcasting apps out there, Uh, there's plenty of them to choose from that we're on each and every week, (laughs) trying to get a drive through from talking so long. Uh, I've been pretty much under the weather all day. So um, just appreciate everything that they do over there um, at the 110 Nation Sports. Uh, we will share the link to their page as well and get them up and right. running. All right. Uh, we want to talk a little bit. Um, I'm going to end the show here with a couple of different tracks here. We're going to run through them real quick. Um, why not Motorsports Park? We'll be having the fall classic. It's coming up. Stay tuned for more information about that. Um, we're definitely going to have that uh, rolling there um, at the Why Not Motorsports Park. So um, um, make sure you keep keep up with the Why Not uh, Facebook page. The Fall Classic is one of the biggest races in the South, and you want to check that out. It, um, and also, Pike County Speedway. Um, they will be. Um, uh, I believe they're not running this weekend. Um, now that I say that, I'm not too sure. Uh, no, they run in the limited mods. Never forget twenty thousand dollars to win limited mods. I believe is this weekend. I'm not sure because they've been um, canceling because of the there's a hard hit area from Hurricane Ida. Um, so still a lot of recovery going on down there, so it looks like they might not be open this weekend. They have posted on a six-day closed um, this weekend due to recovering from the storm, so they had no racing there um, at Pike County this weekend. Um, don't forget Alan uh, Netherland's um, family and your prayers. Um, he was a mod driver and passed away, and Trouble Eye 100 is coming up. You don't want to miss the Jumbelai 100 October 28th, 29th, and 30th at Pike County Speedway is going to be the place to be. Um, just a reminder, Baton Rouge Raceway is no racing this Friday, September the 11th. Um, as you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, they still don't have electricity, Some um, a lot of damage in that area. Um, so we they have made some changes on the um, schedule. So you want to make sure you keep up with the page. Um, September 11th, no racing. The next race at Baton Rouge Raceway will be Friday, September the 24th, uh, a regular Friday night show. And then Friday, October the 8th, uh, we will have Friday night racing sprint cars, um, possibly sprint cars. They're waiting on the confirmation on October 8th race on that Friday. And then the Louisiana State Championship, Saturday, October 23rd, with open practice on October 20th on that Friday night, so they have practice on the 22nd, Louisiana State Championships on Saturday, October 23rd. We move on to uh, the the Thunder Valley Speedway in Glenmore, Louisiana, and um, they will have the Never Forget September 11th non-wing, let's see what this is, non-wing, $20 draw fee, $10 um, transponder fee. That is at Arcla Tech's track for September the 11th. They're having a non-wing race at at Arcla Tech. So definitely go check them out. The Thunder Valley, I believe, might be off this weekend. So um, they are advertising for the Arcla Tech race, the non-wing race on September the 11th. And um, so, yeah. I don't think they're racing this weekend. Let's see, yeah, yes, yes, yes. They're all racing, they are racing. They're gonna have the 600s there. Um, but with all weekly classes, um, this is September the 11th, 2021, which is Friday night, I believe. So um, be sure to go check out the Thunder Valley Raceway. And also we have, um, on Southern Raceway, Um, Southern Raceway has a um, night to remember Um, this week, the 9-11 Memorial Race, 602 Sportsman, Pure Stock Street, Stocks Vintage, Stingers, non-wing sprints, racing starts at 7 p.m. at um, Southern Raceway. Um, Don't want to miss that. Um, Tammy could not come on tonight. She is under the weather, Um, but I wanted to, to hit up Southern Raceway and let you know what was going on over there. Um, they will have a fireworks show, and if you've never been to a fireworks show at Southern, it's a pretty good show. So um, um, y'all go check them out over at Southern Raceway in Milton, Florida, and that is our update on the tracks. We do have a caller on the line, so let's um, let's get that caller in. Do we have a caller on the line? All right, no caller on the line. Okay, I thought I, thought I had seen that a minute ago. Oh, follow drop down. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, um so yeah, y'all y'all check out um this weekend. Lots of good racing going on uh on the eleventh. Um Friday night, we will be rocking and rolling. Um and um Saturday night we'll have um um we'll be at the Outlaw Speedway. Um, so, and that is that really concludes the show here. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, Saturday night. We'll have um, about um, caller in. Okay, go ahead and send them in. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Hey, hey, already. hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can
12: hear you. What's up? Hey, man, Robbie Johns. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, ain't much to me, man. Jared wanted me to call in talk to you all a little bit tonight about the uh, first thing I want to ask you, man, how's your property and your loved ones and your relatives and all in Louisiana? Because we made oh. a trip over to Houma uh, the day before yesterday and picked up some stuff and had to come back. And we came through there. and I mean, for the most part, roads look good, man, but uh, man, the power lines is all in the bayous.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad down here. Um, we just got power just the other day. Um, there's still several places here in Slidell that don't have power. Um, this storm really came and 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 made a jog a little bit to the east, a little bit more than what we wanted, and really put a damage on our city. Uh, I have three trees down in the yard. I still haven't got a chance to cut them up. I'm gonna have to find somebody with a chainsaw soon, uh, get those trees cut up. But um, it's been um, it's been crazy to say the least. This last week really is um, it's a it's a, it's a test from God is what I say. Um, living with no power in south Louisiana, you know, it's 100 degrees every day and 150 degree, 150% 150 humidity. Uh, it makes it very miserable to sleep at night um, when you're covered in sweat. But um, thank God that the power's back on here. And um, everybody made out pretty good. I have a cousin that lives down in Geins, Louisiana. And Geins is right down there where the storm came in, basically. Um, his place uh, made it. Uh, they did get some damage on the roof. And... Um, the two houses next door to them are gone completely. So uh, it's crazy mm. how one house was spared. and uh, Well, not spared 100%, but, you know, it's crazy how that works. But, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy um, time.
12: Well, man, God bless all y'all over there. And anything we can do to help any of y'all, y'all, I mean, don't hesitate not to ask, you know.
2: Definitely, definitely. So tell us what's going on in your but, neck of the woods.
12: Man, we've just been sitting here in Baker watching it rain just about every other day, really. Um, I got that old Sprint car I've been piddling with a little bit. Most part, been spending some time with my dad. We've rebuilt a little old uh, Boston Whaler 13-foot boat and put all new wood in it and just been kind of hanging out with him a little bit. But I'm getting back to my racing thing pretty soon and uh, try to get my Sprint car deal kicked up and going, you know. As we had some bad luck with the first go-around, so the second go-around should be better. But uh main thing i got pushing now, man, is this racer, Race Safer Fuel uh, arrester. Um, It's like a bulletproof vest. You put it around your gas tank, fuel tank, fits all tanks. Uh, we can make them for sprint cars to midgets to go-karts to anything. Um, it's ballistic nylon, got absorbent liner in it. Anything happens to the fuel cell, gets a hole poked in it or whatever, that liner takes into play and kind of wicks it up. You know, It's kind of like busting a glass bottle with gas in a wool sock against a wall. It'll break, and it's going to leak, but it's all contained in one area. You know what I'm saying? Rather than letting it blow through the car and, you know, catch the driver on fire. I mean, we wear a race suit to protect the driver from a fuel fire. Why not protect the fuel cell also, you know?
2: Correct. And no doubt. Um, but, uh, we, we hear a lot about it. This is the first time you got on the show. Um, it, It's a good tool. You can check out your Facebook page. Show us how to get in touch with you.
12: Yes, sir. It's uh, on Facebook. It's Race Safer Fuel Arrestor, and you can click on our page. We got a link there for PayPal. Um, I got a manufacturer in North Carolina, and I got a distributor in North Carolina with Cool Mat. Um, you can go to CoolMat.com, or you can call Patty at Cool Matt. She's a really super nice lady. She sells uh, heat insulation materials and stuff for NASCAR and all kind of. Uh, well, she, I mean, she sells to everybody in the world, man. She uh, it, she's got a gasket she made for the Hubble telescope, you know, I mean, she, she's, her company's is something to to see, man, all the stuff that she makes and does, um, she works with a lot of the car manufacturers, and I got on board with her, and she's helped me, you know, I've worked on this thing ever since Jeffrey Bodine hit the wall in Daytona in the very first uh, Craftsman truck race, I was there on pit road helping Rick Crawford in his pits, and, uh, After the race was over with, I watched that fuel cell come out of that truck, sprayed that fuel in the crowd, burnt 12 people, spun all the way down through the infield, and landed at the end of pit road still smoldering on fire. And on my way back to North Carolina, I was living in Jacksonville, North Carolina then. Um, I just was thinking all the way home, man, there's got to be a way to contain that fuel because once it launched that tank, man, that, that fuel just went everywhere, you know.
6: Yep
12: and that's, you know, just the concept. I worked with NASCAR for about 12 years, but it was a money thing with them, so I dropped back, and I said, you know, man, we get more fires and people burnt in the local racing scene than we ever did in NASCAR, so my concentration was on that. I mean, I don't make much money off of them. The cheapest one we make is 550 bucks, and it's a NASA grade. Um, This is the very best material. I mean, I didn't want to you know, it's kinda of like buying a racing suit. You either buy the ninety nine dollar Pro Band suit or you buy the, you know, four or five hundred dollar Simpson suit. Well me, I always bought the four or five hundred dollar Simpson because, you know, my dad always told me if I had a five dollar head I'd buy a five dollar helmet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. But it's a very it's a, it's a nice, like I said, quality made material. I mean, they should last as long as they're not ruptured, uh you know, you may have to change the liner out eventually, but other than that, the outer shell of it, it's, I mean, virtually indestructible. It's abrasion-resistant. It's fireproof. I mean, it, it's everything you could want in a, you know, a, a abrasive material, puncture-resistant. Um, it's got all the qualities that you need. And, you know, of course, the very best that you get, it, it costs a little more money. I mean, it's not just a, you know, it's not a novelty item that you're going to buy for 140
10: bucks. you know.
1: Correct, correct.
12: But in turn, it you know, it could save your life. It could save burns. I mean, man, you go ask all these drivers that's got burn in these cars from fuel burns, and, man, they'll tell you that's some of the worst pain they ever endured. Man, you can heal from a broke arm or a broke leg or, you know, stuff like that, concussion. But, man, a fire, uh, take, for instance, like Justin uh, Bonnet up there, you know, that fire he had at Five Flags where he run over the fuel cell and it squished between the tire and the deck uh, on the front, well, the uh, dash, and busted the windshield, and it dumped every bit of that fuel down that panel down into his lap caught on fire. He was burnt before the car ever stopped. Um, I mean, even if this thing had to come out with my fuel arrestor on it, it would have saved it, you know what I mean? It would have kept it all contained in one piece rather than it be able to spill all through the car.
2: Correct. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I think that's a big fear in a lot of people is uh, getting burnt. Um, you know, you definitely don't want to get burned. Um, this this thing is a really good thing. I believe that, uh, you know, that the sport needs needs this, and uh, I believe it could.
12: Well, man, one other thing I'll note, too, is like you see a lot of these drivers racing without gloves on. And, man, I'm going to be honest with you. That's one of the worst possible things you could ever possibly do is drive that car without any gloves on, because here's the thing. Sure, you can feel the steering wheel, you can you know maneuver good and all through it and everything, but I've seen men that the cars caught on fire, they didn't get burnt, but their hands, when they reached over there to grab the roll bar to get out of the car, and they had this cheap padding that they put in it, not the fireproof padding, that stuff melted between their fingers on the backside of their hands, and I've seen it pull hide off where the bone was showing from where they didn't have their – if they had just had their gloves on, it would have wicked through that stuff and they could have got out of the car. But I don't think a lot of people realize how important fire safety, even oil, man. I've seen oil catch on fire inside of a car. You know, it blow through the firewall and it'd be like a blowtorch in there and it'd burn a guy's leg really bad. And uh, I've been in racing a long time. I've been to a lot of racetracks from up north to down – I got a win at the furthest dirt track in the south is at Clewiston Speedway down there. Uh, I think Hendry County they call it now. But I've been all over the place, and I've seen a lot of accidents, and i just tried to improve racing and and safety and awareness. And, you know, there's a better way to race, man, than just an open boat tank that, you know, they had not improved on since Fireball Roberts got killed. All it is is a steel can with a rubber tank inside of it. Well, this thing that we got, it'll, you know, Progress uh, that safety a lot further Than just wearing a fire suit Yep No doubt uh,
2: You know another thing that I think is crazy Is, is uh, window nets um, They are a the thing of a pass now And uh, if that car flips and your hand goes out It's not going to be a pretty sight
12: Well I think it was Mickey Hudspeth I think That was at a, in an ARCA race One time in uh, uh, Charlotte I think it was This was back around the early 90s, mid-90s maybe, and his arm come out the window, man, and that car rolled over and it just tore his arm all to pieces, man. But, uh, yeah, window next, man. That that, and, I'll be honest with you, these sprint cars, we've been trying to get it up. (coughs) Excuse me. Very rarely do I see them racing with armor strength. Man, a sprint car flips, it'll cut your arm off in a heartbeat because your arms can go way above where the cage is. And you know, without them, arm restraints in it. I mean, you, I really think that they should be mandatory on all of them. Which that's something we look into when we get our series, you know, back that started rolling. Is uh, I think arm restraints is mandatory, just like the head device, head restraint
2: Yep, yep, I agree. So, um, anything else you'd like to say?
12: No, sir, man. Other than one thing, man, I got a request. On the Trainwreck show, you got to do some more chicken songs, brother. I love the chicken, man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Look,
4: we'll look into it. We'll definitely
12: do the chicken. <laughs> All right, Artie. Man, you have a good night, man, and thank you for letting me call and talk to you again, and if uh, anybody needs anything with our fuel arrestor, go to our page, and I give a shout-out to Jared. Man, Jared Hudson is one superhuman being. He he uh, helps me with that and my my racing thing. He won't let me say no a lot of times, and I just thank God for him. He He's a real inspiration in my life, and he helps me a lot, man. And y'all y'all give kudos to that boy because he puts his heart and soul in nothing but dirt track racing.
2: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Jared is, is the man with the plan. I'm not going to lie there.
12: And we appreciate what you do, too, Artie. If it weren't for you, man, none of us would have this avenue to be able to get on here, voice our opinions, these products. Uh, these racing shows, I mean, I, man, you can get on you all show and you can go there and, and figure out wherever you want to race anywhere during the week that there's a show going on. And I thank y'all for that, man. When I grew up in the, in the early 80s, first started racing, dude, I mean, we had word of mouth on the way we knew about big races off. you We didn't have no, you know, show to get on. We didn't have no flyers. I mean, very rarely was anything on television, newspaper. And, man, y'all have just brought this sport so far along with this, you know, reporting and stuff that y'all do. And I thank you for every bit of it.
2: I appreciate that. I really do. Um, it means a lot. I've really busted my tail for many years to get to where we're at today. And um, I'm so, so thankful uh, for everything and everybody's um, input on this. Um, well, we all pray you, brother. Definitely, definitely. You be safe and um, nice talking with you.
12: Yes, sir, Artie. You have a good night. Thank you, brother. You right. have a
2: good day.
6: Bye-bye.
12: All right,
2: you too. All right, y'all, that is uh, Robbie there, Uh, Robbie Johns. He does the Low Buck Strip Car Series as as well as the Safe Fuel Arrester. Um, You can check them out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash arrester. All right, you know how I like to end the show, I like to say something, and then we'll end the show like this. Um, This weekend is 9-11, and... um, I don't even know how long it's been since it's been. It's probably 20 years. I think it's the 20th year anniversary of the 9/11. Uh, if I'm wrong on that, don't 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 shoot me. But um, um, 9/11, I think, touched all of us as a, as not only human beings but as Americans. This country, after that happened, it took that to happen to make this country um united as one. It was united as one for many, many, many years. Um, everywhere you looked there was an American flag out there. Everywhere you looked there was a yellow ribbon around that old old tree. You know? Um people support the troops, support America. Um, we're gonna get you back for this kind of deal. You know, there were songs written about it. Toby Keith wrote a song, you know, I'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. And um it, you know Alan Jackson, where were you when the world stopped turning? Just, um, it really shook this entire nation, and it it took that to get us all together as one um, to see the the enemy. Um, 9-11 brings back some terrible, terrible memories for me. I was getting on the bus. I remember exactly what was going on. It was me and my friend Angelo who lived across the street from me. Uh, we was getting on the bus that morning, and my mom, she opened the door. She said, y'all hurry up. Y'all come over here. I want to show y'all something on TV. There was a plane that hit one of the buildings in in uh, New York. So we run inside. We look at the World Trade Center. I didn't know what was going on at the time. Uh, it was one plane that hit the, hit the tower. Wasn't sure exactly, you know, even what it meant. Um, and then we watching it right there live when the second plane hit. And I remember getting on a school bus going, man, that's crazy. Two planes hit two buildings at the same time, you know, basically simultaneously. Um, It was um, just something that we we, we will always remember as Americans. And I remember by the time I got to school, when we got off the bus, um, they was talking about the Pentagon had got hit. And that whole day, that entire day, we sat at school and did absolutely nothing but watch TV, and I remember just um, seeing some some rough stuff going on in New York City, um, and the Pentagon got struck, another plane went down in a field in Pennsylvania, we was all wondering where else they're going to have planes, like, we, like honestly, it was one of those deals that, you didn't know there were 50 more planes heading for buildings, or heading for areas, uh, just a scary, scary deal for the United States, um, it's what caused the war, that war that's been going on forever. Um, And then this past recently here, we lost 13 soldiers um, in Afghanistan. You know, it's kind of weird that it happened right around the anniversary of September 11th. Just a couple weeks ago, um, we lost 13 soldiers. Listen, I'm an American. I love my country. I love everything about it. I, I couldn't be more prouder to live here. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that have different views on different things, and I'm sure we'll be criticized for some of the things that we might say. Um, but I'm an American. I love my country, and I love my people. And, and as a dirt track family, I'm telling you, there's no there's there's no more no greater love, and human beings than being part of the dirt track nation. And um, that is. Um, that is just something that I'm proud to say I am part of. Um we're a bunch of um, you know, rednecks that love the American flag that love the American people, that really understand what's going on and I, I just I don't know exactly um what some people thinking are about different issues, but um we're all one, we're all American and that's that's um there's no color. It's red, white and blue. That's the colors that we rep. And um, I just want to say that um, God bless this country. Um, God, you know, we pray to you every day about this country. And um, we hope that that we come back stronger and and stronger than ever as a country, as a people. Um, I thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, I love each and every one of my my listeners, my viewers. Um, We'll share the link on the page. We want everybody to hit it up and listen to the show. Uh, it was a great show tonight, um, but just remember that we all here in the United States, we all live here, and um, we love America and we love dirt track racing, and that's two things that I can honestly say. You know, Rod Southern says it every week at the track. Um, we stand for the pledge and kneel for the cross, and that's uh, that's a big time statement there because that's what we do in dirt track racing. When you hear that a uh, star-spangled banner playing over the over the radio at the track, you stand up and it really does hit you if you're american um i I love listening to it uh it brings tears to my eyes um Ron did something on Memorial Day he played uh um, taps over the loudspeaker, and I'm telling you that is chilling uh it chilled my spine um all the way down so Um, But I appreciate everything that everybody's doing. Um, Y'all stay safe out there. I love you guys. God bless. And uh, we'll see y'all next Thursday night right here, same time, same place. I'd like to thank the 110 Nation Sports for having us on board and um, thank everything involved with that. Thank my my producer, Chris Creighton. He does a great job each and every week. I couldn't do it without him. Um, That's my bud. And um, I appreciate everybody tuning in. And I love you guys. God bless. Good night. We'll see you all next Thursday.